You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hello, it's Mr. Hanky. I was about to say, I'm like, that's a, that character exists. <laughs> that's copyright infringement. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mr. Hanky. It's not a Michael original. That's a character no. that's copyrighted. It doesn't and... always have to be original. Oh, okay. It's just different, motherfucker. Like your Mr. Mackey voice? Okay. No. Okay. That's me. That, that's you. No, it's yeah. not though. <laughs> so you, we just we just established. You can't that. prove it. <laughs> it's Mr. Mike, okay, <laughs> not Mackie. But yeah, guys, another week, another episode of Blur Vision, and guess what movies we saw this week? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Hey, Michael, did you see the Meg? I saw Meg from Family Guy. <laughs> Meg. <laughs> hey, did you see uh, Slenderman? I'm looking at you. I'm not slender. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm muscular and sexy. Okay. And dangerous. You're muscular from my hero? Mm. No, that's gross. <laughs> He's got too many veins in his body. muscular and dangerous. All right. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Mission Impossible Fallout? I did see that, actually. You did see it? Yeah. Oh, so we can talk about Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay, well... <laughs> Never mind. I thought we would talk about it, but Michael says, fuck you. <laughs> fuck our audience. Um, it was good, though. That's your review? Yeah. It's better than... Because one and two... I still haven't finished two. I'm like 20 minutes away from finishing two. So that, all that bullshit last week about trying to do the completionist thing and finish all the movies you I'm didn't still do? Go, I'm going to still go back and watch it, but I had three hours to kill... And I didn't know what the fuck. I was in New York, and I didn't know what else to do. Okay. So I was just like, I'm going to go to the movies. And the movie I wanted to see wasn't playing until like another two hours. And the closest one was Mission Impossible. So I was just like, fuck it. Mm. I'm going to just go see it and watch the rest later. See, we could have watched If you just watched it last week, we could have had a six-hour podcast, man. Come on. We already did have a six-hour podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. We had a five-hour podcast. There's a difference. Like five what was it like 5 like, 15 or something yeah, like, like that 5 10 5 15 something like that <laughs> we'll have to edit out all our breaks or whatever but yeah man come on give the audience what they want you realize that that was one of our highest downloaded episodes this is now the second time this has happened when we release an epically long episode it gets the most downloads i don't understand i don't i, don't I thought know. you people wanted short episodes bite-sized yeah i don't understand <laughs> Well, this week we have a shorter episode because we don't have nothing to talk about because we didn't see any movies. And not only that, but like, there's no Cloak and Dagger. No clo- yeah, no shows. No yeah, ongoing no shows. shows we're watching. So all we've got is... anime. Yeah, so anime. So Chris is going to skip this whole, this whole episode. <laughs> skip right to news. <laughs> Fuck your Japanese anime talk. Yep. But we're going to talk about My Academia and Attack on Titan Episode 3. We could talk about Mission Impossible. Now you want to talk about Mission Impossible? I'm like, we can do it. Whatever. I'm sleepy. I don't care. <laughs> we don't have to. We can do it. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I didn't prepare anything for it. I didn't think you watched it. 
You saw my story. You, you responded to it. You said, about time, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Look, I have a short memory span, too, all right? Shut up. Don't judge me. And don't you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Forgets Everything. <laughs> that should be your new name, Mr. Forgetful Head. I remember everything. Okay. But yeah, so we've got anime. I guess I guess we can talk about, like, we'll do a quick Mission Impossible Fallout review. Throw it in there real quick. Um, and then we've got uh, News of the Week as per usual. But before, oh, and you want to talk about comics since you read Fantastic Four and stuff? Yeah. Give the people a comic corner? Yeah. Maybe. I didn't read it, but you can tell me a story. Yeah. Fantastic Four, number one by Dan, Dan Slott is no longer writing Amazing Spider-Man. Now he's on Fantastic Four and the first issue just dropped. Oh, okay. So I read it. And it's the first time the Fantastic Four have had an, a comic since Marvel canceled it a couple years ago. They like, tried to starve out Fox. I think it was like, like three, three, four years. Three, four. If four we years can ago. have them Fantastic Four, no one can. And coincidence, a coincidence. They brought it back just when they bought Fox. Mm-hmm. There's no coincidences. <laughs> <laughs> the mouse knows and does all based on his omnipotence. <laughs> no, they just knew how much fans wanted Fantastic Four. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a beard now? Is that what the I'm remembering from the comic cover? From the cover, he has a beard, but they didn't show his face in the actual. It was a silhouette. Oh, uh, okay. I like. I thought that was like a, a nod to John Krasinski as possibly being the future Mr. Fantastic, but... Maybe. I hope he is. That'd be awesome. But uh, before we get into all that, let's get into uh, iTunes reviews. And our first... And Michael just passed out from being super tired. Don't worry, Michael. Today, we're not going to have a one-hour iTunes review section. <laughs> are you sure? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Because, <laughs> I mean, some of them are long. Well, let's find out. Our first review comes from Kill You a Fan Club. It's a five-star review. Subject is good show. You good like your takes on things and also stuff. I have no idea what that meant. Yeah, I don't know what that means. You good. You good, Michael? I might. All right, I'm good too. <laughs> is it too much to ask for a live-action battle for the cow in the DCEU? Not World of DC or whatever. That'd be freaking awesome. Battle for the Cow. You have to kill Ben you, Affleck's but you Batman. Gotta, but you, yeah, you got to earn that first. Like, we haven't earned anything in this universe. <laughs> we haven't even earned Jason Todd dying. No, I was going to say, Apparently we, can't even, it was we can't even get under the Red Hood. Like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, he goes on to say, Jason's already canon. Is he, though? Is he, though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we are getting a Nightwing movie. It makes more sense than New Gods. I mean, that's all true. But it's sad to say that I actually have more faith yeah, in Yeah, Under Marvel's the Red New Hood Gods. is now Under the Nightwing or whatever. Under the Nightwing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got more faith in Marvel's New Gods attempt whenever they do that than I do even if the DCEU attempted a Red Hood movie. Oh, yeah. I'm way more ex- excited about uh, the Titans movie. Eternals, Eternals, the Eternals. I'm like the Titans, like Teen well, Titans, they are like, Titans. Yeah, they are Titans. Yeah, so. the Eternals movie than I am about New Gods. Yeah. Oh, that was in his review actually. Our next review comes from Cozy Boy Seven. It's a five star review. Subject is Fourth Times a Charm. What's up, Blurred Vision crew? I am a fairly new listener, and I've been listening for about four podcasts now, and I just want to say that you two are a great duo in the world of comics and anime. Thank you, and welcome. (laughs) What can I say except, you're welcome. Not that welcome. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Funny thing is, I followed Jordan on Insta for a while now, 
and didn't realize there was a podcast till recently, and I'm extremely glad I did. My favorite superhero is Static Shock, so it's only natural for me. I don't, to- I don't get that. I've heard a couple people say that. Oh, I follow you. Shot? Follow you for no. I oh. follow you for a while, and I didn't realize you have a pot. I'm like, you post about it all the time, like every day, right? Yeah. But that's why Stan Lee says everybody's every comic is someone's first comic. That's why I do like a daily. I try and keep a daily rotation of this podcast in my stories, like or little like um, advertisements for it. Because like this guy, some people just don't click my story posts. Some people just aren't on Instagram those hours that's still online for people to see or whatever. So. Gonna keep doing it. I know probably annoys some people. Though I haven't had any complaints, so. But yeah, I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> I'm like, fuck those people. <laughs> doing advertisements for the podcast is essentially like putting out the bat signal for potential fans. <laughs> I do it like once or twice a week. But I don't have this biggest, fo- I don't have a following like you do, so. Yeah. When I look at like who actually clicked the link, it's like, I'll get to see like several hundred people look, saw the story, but only like two people actually clicked it. I'm like, well, fuck you guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cozy goes on to say, my favorite superhero static, blah, blah, blah. My, uh, I'm ecstatic to see how his costume modification helps him use his quirk. Maybe it's like Sasuke's lightning sword or shoots electric projectiles. Well, spoilers. <laughs> You're kind of right. Uh, two end, what? Two end Tenya's free smoke comment basically means anybody can get the work. Maybe I can be the Blurred's translator. Keep up the great work and stay blurdy. To end Tenya's free smoke comment. What is that? Yeah, remember uh, somebody said something about free smoke? And we was like, what does that mean? Oh, oh. I'm thinking Tenya, like, actual from My Hero Academia, the show. I know. The the the, 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 the reviewer. The reviewer, yeah. Oh, uh, Okay. Anybody can get the work? Yeah, basically, like, free smoke is, like... Because somebody also told me, it was like, you guys don't know nothing. <laughs> well, basically... Is it a black thing? Is it too black for me? Is that... <laughs> uh, too black for both of us, apparently, because I didn't know what the fuck it meant either. But basically, it's like, uh, saying, like... How, how, how do I word it? But basically, like, a, 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 a challenge. Like, you think you could take me? Like, free smoke, more or less. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get what free smoke has to do with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that phrase. Or why does that phrase have to do with but that? That's what it. Ba- that's basically what it means. Oh, you kids in your hip hop <laughs> jargon and lingo, <laughs> too old for this shit. Like you want to challenge me? Free smoke, like some like like that. What? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That's, that's popping, Michael. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you so cray. Yeah, it's totally the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's so old. <laughs> the bomb no <laughs> okay <laughs> thanks cozy that's that an awesome review uh next review comes from weeb pickle juice it's a five-star review subject is you guys are bebic b-e-b-i-c B-B-I-C. more kid i'm more more of this jargon yeah. man i don't i'm, I'm oh am i graying michael like what's going on i feel old bebic you guys are bebic like Bieber, like Justin Bieber, like we're I, I, that would be not a compliment. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. Uh, not for attention, but I personally know Jacob, and just want to say that it warms my heart to hear how much you guys encourage him. Ah, if you're anybody, any friend of Jacob is a friend of ours. Uh, you guys clearly care about him, and he loves you guys. Also, this is a great passionate podcast for great passionate fans. P.S. You and Jacob introduced me to. Uh, My Hero Academia, Go Beyond Plus Ultra. Ultra. I just googled Bebic, nothing came up. So maybe it was a typo. Because, I mean, it's 
unless Bebek means you guys are awesome, because it seems like he thinks we're pretty cool for. I'll take. I'll take it. Yeah, for befriending Jacob, who's pretty cool himself. So yes, he is. Uh, but thanks, we pickle juice. Your name's also epic. <laughs> Next review comes from Lil King Gaming. It's a five-star review, and the subject is, I'm so sorry if I'd offended anyone. I'm sorry if I offended anyone. I mean to say you guys. Wait, what? Wait, what? I'm sorry if I offended anyone. I mean to say guys. Anyway, I agree what you guys are thinking about what happening. Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. I'm, I'm sorry confused. for offending anyone. I meant to say I'm guys. I'm sorry if I'd offended anyone. I mean to say guys. Anyway, well, let's see. Let's, let me read the whole thing and see if we can, from context. Anyway, I agree with you guys are thinking about what happening, James and Hollywood, and also fandom. Okay, so he agrees what we're saying. I get that part. Yeah. I don't get the beginning. Me either. Maybe he's he's saying he didn't want to offend it. Did he? Well, I don't remember what he said last week because I, I remember Lil King Gaming from last week, but I don't think he said anything offensive, did he? Yeah, I don't remember being offended. People just need to grow the F up and start acting their age, not their shoe size. <laughs> or maybe he, he's saying he doesn't want to offend anyone listening to this review. Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, like, because if he's saying that uh, people need to grow the F up, maybe that's... I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, I'm, little King Gaming, I'm right? I'm barely awake. <laughs> uh, yeah, Michael's like running on like two hours of sleep right now, so... Two hours. I didn't sleep. I haven't slept yet. Oh. I just literally came here as soon as I got off work. Did I say two? I meant zero. <laughs> yeah. uh, the song of the week is by Issues. Never lose your flames. Watch the music video. Oh, she was the DJ, right? So this yeah. is the song of the week. I don't know that song. Never lose your flames. Never you. Never lose your flames. No, I don't. I don't. I know, know. through the fire and flames, but. Uh, I, I know. Feel me. I want to feel the fire. Yeah. You don't know that. It's there, too black. It's there, too black. Is there flame in that title? You feel? I just said feel the fire. That's not flame. That, fire has flames. Okay. <laughs> Next week comes from Regis the Lion. This is our uh, Grand Torino. It's a five star review. Subject is you can have your star back. Yay! Five stars again. Uh, hey guys, by the time you read this, my birthday will be around the corner. Power Rangers Unworthy actually Happy drops. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Power Rangers Unworthy actually drops on my birthday. This was a good episode, so I'm giving back the star. Since everyone else is dropping Insta handles, mine is Regis the Man. Uh, that's R E G I S the Man. Not only do we need a Patreon, but drop the Discord, then everyone can pick their hero. The fuck is Discord? Those Discord, Discord servers? They're like chat rooms. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm we're, not, we're too I'm old. I'm not hip enough. Yeah, we don't... This is... Oh, God. I don't want to say that too many times, because then Noir Bear's going to get upset. But <laughs> I'm walking this fine line, but I also feel very old, because everybody's throwing out this hip yeah, jargon. Apparently, this is the podcast where you we, it's revealed that we don't know nothing. <laughs> None of this lingo. Oh, God. it's We're, we're shams. What? Snapchat? What is that? I, I legit don't understand how Snapchat works. <laughs> too many menus. I don't... It's all the swiping. I don't get it. You suck. <laughs> uh, not only do we need a Patreon, but drop the Discord, and then everyone can pick their hero names. Someone can even take Gran Torino because I have an OC. Oh, okay. By the way, thanks for bringing up wrestling. Not many people consider it as part of the nerd community. Yeah, man, it's all geek stuff. Anything that you are super passionate about, passionate about, yeah, like you're you're geek for it. If I had to summarize the My Hero episode. It would be how to save a life. Bum, 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 bum. 
I have thoughts. <laughs> Wait, for last week's episode? Oh, last week. No, no, no. I'll oh, yeah. About, but remember, like, the whole, today's episode. the whole thing was uh, Momo saving lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, stay nerdy, my blurdy, and go beyond plus ultra because Stone Cold says so. Ah, right. integrate the wrestling. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, next review comes from Princess. It's a five-star review. Subject is back again to offer a correction. I was surprised you guys were so confused at Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, being in the next Star Wars movie. Yeah, we f- I found out later on that mm. she was actually in the other Force Awakens Way and the Last the ball, Jedi. News guy, it was the information. <laughs> I rely. That wasn't on you. an article. <laughs> I rely on you with all the information, Michael. <laughs> I, I rely on the articles. That wasn't an article. <laughs> uh, when she was literally, she's literally been there the whole time. She had speaking roles in both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I, was, I don't know what she looks like. I didn't know what she looked like. I still don't know who you're talking about. Who is this? I can't even tell. Like She was, she, she had a small role in the other movies. And a good amount of screen time for a side character. Google her or you'll recognize her. As usual, keep up the good work. Google that-ish, Michael. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm taking the princess challenge. <laughs> she says we'll recognize her just by seeing her. So. I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, I do remember her. And she's even got the, like the Leia buns. Yeah. Huh. But I don't remember what she... I remember her face, but I don't remember what yeah, she that's said. What I said. Like, I remember her face, but I don't remember the character at like, all. Like what she did in the movies, right? I can't think. That's why I said she had a small role. I'm assuming... I'm, 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 that's why I'm like, I'm probably thinking for, for, for uh, whatever the last movie is going to be called, she's probably going to have a bigger role. Hmm. Since she is the last surviving relative. Okay, well, our next review comes from Nightwing the Acrobat. It's a five-star review, and the subject is, Everyone Has Forgotten About Me. No, that's not true. Hey, guys, Nightwing here. Just wanted to say you guys forgot about me last week. Yeah, I did one of those things where I accidentally skipped over his review. I, I didn't mean to. Uh-oh. Uh, I feel forgot, unloved, and betrayed. I would have walked to he's the like, end of the world um, for you guys. Cry, like cry. Mute, he's like that mutant, forget-me-not. <laughs> okay. Do you know about me? No, I don't. Basically, his power, which can't be controlled, if you're not... In his direct view, you f- completely forget. You forget about this person. You forget any memories that you have of him. So, oh, he's like those weird aliens from Doctor Who. I don't, I don't know that reference. Oh, there's like these aliens. Same exact thing. These are aliens that when you don't look at them, you forget they're there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But not even just you forget that they're there. You don't even remember the person that the person yeah, like even you, exists. It's like it wipes from your memory. Yeah. Yeah. That's a terrible power. It really is. <laughs> it's like, why can I can't make any friends? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Joking, guys. You guys are awesome, the best ever, and super entertaining. But now that we're on topic of forgetfulness, Jacob, you forgot me, lol. Also, me and Jacob are going to start a Class 1A in Blur Vision group chat on Instagram. Yeah, see, this is what I thought people were going to do, like an Instagram group chat. Follow me or Jacob and DM us so that we know who is going to be in the group chat. My blur vision, oh, mine is blur vision underscore facts, and Jacob's is Jacob Longoria 2014. Can't wait to hear from you guys soon. Yeah, guys, if you are in the class 1A uh, My Academia group that we kind of formed here in the podcast, hit him up. If you guys want to be part of a group chat, hit him up and tell him what you want. I hit him high, hit him high, hit him high, and you hit him low, hit him low, hit him low, and I hit him high. Come on, man. The Monstars? Space Jam? Oh, 
I don't remember. Do you know how long ago Space Jam was? You don't remember Space Jam? What kind of Looney Tunes fan are you? <laughs> I will cross the ocean for you. I remember that. That was a Space Jam song? That's the Monica song. When would they play that in the movie? I will go and bring you the moon. <laughs> okay. I will be your hero, your friend, anything you... I will be your hero. <laughs> How do you not know that? That was like the main theme song. That wasn't the main theme song of Space Jam. It was. The not- Space Jam theme song was, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Are oh, we having a Space Jam podcast? <laughs> <laughs> We're off topic, Michael. Our next review comes from Morales' Web Slinger. It's a five-star review, and the subject is, You Were Right. Uh, what about? Okay, this is my last review for next week, but you guys were right about the molester girl. It got revealed in the manga. Spoilers, Morales! Now we know! So I was right. <laughs> no, we were right, Michael. Uh, really? You're going to piggyback off my prediction, and you're not even going to give me credit for that? Five, five. <laughs> you little bitch! <laughs> We were right. <laughs> Mostly me, though. <laughs> wow! You're trash. Uh, next review coming from Limahi17. It's a five-star review. A uh, hundredth episode idea. Oh, okay. What's your episode idea? First off, I'd like to say that I love your podcast. The second thing I have to say is that for your 100th episode, you should have some of your old co-hosts on for the episode and have their opinion on 10 years of Marvel and discuss the future of the DCU, DCEU and the MCU. Okay, so that will never happen. <laughs> For you, I will. I will. I will. I will. You. What the? My God, you broke my glass, Michael. <laughs> You're I do not know that song. I don't not. I, I remember that song, but not on Space Jam. It's on the soundtrack. I don't remember. You're trash. You're not black. That's what that is. It's not black enough. What? I just let's talk about two songs that were by my people. R. Kelly and uh, the... Uh, okay. I forgot the name of the band. But they're awesome. I hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. All right, you suck. <laughs> Point is... We already established I suck. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, the best we could probably do is probably get Jamie on. Maybe. But again, she's in Korea. So, like, the it's really hard to even schedule anything with her. She has her own little... Yeah, I barely hear from her because she's so busy over there. She she works for, like, a YouTube yeah, thing. She has her own little thing being an editor and a journalist. Yeah. She's become Lois Lane. She, she's, she's The be- Korean Lois Lane. I was going to say, she's become a real news newscaster. We're just pretending. She took your job. Yeah. How do you feel about that? She took, she took your job. I think my- You're the one that invited her on. <laughs> No, but in terms of the news? Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's true. She took, she took my job. She's looking at and you she's like, getting paid for it. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah, what's what, up? What are we doing wrong? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what was the person's question again? No, I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> We're not having anybody. <laughs> anyway, next review comes from Reese Alexander. We've got two more uh, after this one. Uh, the subject is A-O. It's a five-star review. Uh, Reese says the wind god is back to start things off I just want to say that Akka's message touched my heart more people need to be fans like him like my you see what I'm saying this is why he's Deku inspiration yeah it it rippled that's what I'm saying that's what Deku's do son Uh, like my my hero like my my hero academia counterpart I believe that passion is important to be a hero and he's got it in spades it's funny when he said that I literally thought about the wind guy from my hero academia like his weird expressions, like yeah, 
<laughs> How excited he always is. Uh, Akka is the hero of this podcast. Not the one we deserved, but the one we needed. I just watched The Dark Knight for the first time. Loved it. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Late to the party, bro. Uh, also, I want to recommend that you guys get back into Voltron. There's so many seasons. From the storytelling to the animation and to the character development, I can say the past two seasons have been my favorite seasons of any animated shows ever. Funny enough. I've... Wait, no, 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 no. Oh. He said ever. Oh, no. Include My Academia, bro? Those, that's a bold statement. Even Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah. <laughs> That's a bold statement. What were you going to say? I was going to say, funny enough, I just watched episode one of season seven yesterday while I was getting dressed for work. skip or something? While or I was getting dressed them? for work. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen. I dropped it in like season, so after you season two. Because somebody sent me a message like, oh, yeah, uh, you were compl- when complaining about how, you know, Shiro being gay or whatever. But, they but now he is. And the first episode, they, I, they handled it really well. I think you should check it out. And I watched it. I was just like... It's funny that you're always talking about, make this person gay. This person should be gay. And it's like, we literally made this guy that people wanted to be gay, gay. And you're like, whatever. <laughs> it's like, what? Really, I'm just mad because I'm like, yeah, you decided to do it. I'm not watching the fucking show anymore. <laughs> so was it good? I watched the first episode and I was just like, eh, they didn't really... Yeah. There was no hardcore butt fucking. No, there was no, there was no butt sex. <laughs> they, they just had an argument. Okay. And he just basically was like, if you go off to space, I'm, I, I won't be here when you get back. Okay. That was it. And that was like the, the relationship argument or something? Like, yeah. Oh. That was it, though. Wait, who is it? It's Shiro and Keith? No, no, no. It was Shiro and his, his, his boyfriend or whatever. Oh, so it's not anybody else on the team? No. Oh, I thought it was going to be Keith or something. That's what all the fans want it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want it. Still want it. So would you recommend it based on that episode? I mean, based on the episode, I was like, it's, I mean, it's pretty good. I, I like. It's reminded me of what got me into it in the first seasons. Yeah. But then because there's so many new characters now and so much shit this happened, like Shiro has all white hair. He's in a clone. He's in a clone's body. He's not his original what? body. I guess his original body died, and they put the consciousness in the black lion, and then they took what? the consciousness out the black lion and put it in the clone. I'm like, what? what? The fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Whoa! So it's like it makes me go. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on, but at the same time, I'm like I don't want to go back and watch because season three is like when I tuned out. Yeah, same. so I had to have to go back and watch that, and then four or five. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have that in me. But let's see what he says. Um, back in the Voltron, from the storytelling to the animation and to the character development, I can say the past two seasons have been my favorite seasons of any animated show ever. The newest season came out today. And already binge. Oh, and I already binged the entire thing. Anyway, this review is getting too long. I just think it's worth your time. Though I will be honest, Michael was right about making Shiro gay. Hmm, seemed forced and an afterthought. Uh, as always, stay breezy. Okay, well there you go. So there you go. Yeah, he literally agreed with you that it was forced. And he watches the show, so who knows better than him? <laughs> I just saw about one episode where it was just like. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna be here when you leave. Like, so did he become gay after he lost his old body? Like, well, I, no, I, no, no, no. According, was... <laughs> according to the according to the show, he was always like when he was on Earth, he had a boyfriend. To well, no, he well, had I'm a, joking. First of all, uh, I was just like my old body was was straight, but now his new body. Because it was a fla- it was a flashback that they did in that episode okay. before he became a paladin. Oh okay, and so 
he was going to get, according to creators, the guy that he was living with, they were going to get married. But him going off to space is what caused them to not, you know, more or less what? break up. That's Has he never talked about women or relationships never at talked, all on the show? He, I guess he's not. He's never talked about it. No, he's never talked about anything. Hmm. So I guess it's not really forced. It's just never been, has never been addressed. But even still. Because, like, I, I mean, that's a pretty, like, he was getting married to a dude. And he never brought it up once. Yeah, I'm like, no flash passing, like, or, in, or like a flashback, or not even a flashback, but like a remembering of like, oh my my ex or my boyfriend or yeah, whatever. Something. I miss I miss him seven seasons or something. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, hey. but then just based on that, and Grant, I don't, I only saw one episode. I don't know how the rest of the season is gonna go, but just based on that one scene that they had, and they kind of made a big deal. Shiro's gay, and then, the, <laughs> then they have they have signs. Yeah, they have, <laughs> Shiro's that's, gay. That's how they made it seem like. Then you have the one episode where they kind of finally revealed, and it was just like, if you go off to space, I'm not gonna be here when you get back. The end, and you don't see that person ever again. And it's like, yeah, where's the rest of it? Yeah, I'm not saying I want them to fucking pull each other's pants down and blow them. Yeah, sure. Although I do, yeah. but, <laughs> I was like, be real with yourself. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, yeah, no, like your sexuality is a big part of what makes you who you are. So it's yeah, like, at least in passing, some kind of hint or something. But I don't remember ever or him seeing an alien man and like, oh yeah, he's kind of hot. Yeah, like, just like or, or like a thing where everybody's like, oh, she's super hot, and she was like, meh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, something. Yeah. But nothing. Whatever. But before I read this next review, uh, I just want to mention real quick, is uh, the Power Rangers news in the news? Is there news about Power Rangers in the news? Well, the sequel? Yeah. About, yeah. Uh, okay. Why? Because uh, this next person wanted me to mention it, and he expected you to be like, fuck you. I don't go, I'm not talking about Power Rangers. <laughs> but uh, it's Bradley. Life's nerdy. It's a five-star review. Subject is, I think I've chosen my My Hero Academia character. First off, before I talk about the subject of the review, I want to say, love the extra long podcast last week. This is what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> People say they want the short podcast, but we give them a super long one. It's ri- like almost like half a day. Like, it's ridiculous how long that podcast is. Uh, People are like, more, more. <laughs> it's like 10 what? hours. <laughs> but you said they were too long. <laughs> when they're three hours are too long. When they're five hours... They they're need to be perfect. Long- they need to be longer. It's like what? <laughs> um, I personally love the longer podcast. And Michael, if Jordan talks about the Power Rangers sequel at the start of the podcast, I'm not sorry. I feel bad for Jordan though because he could have died. Wait, what? Wait, what? No, because he could have <laughs> died. Long- death on you? <laughs> <laughs> what? I feel bad for Jordan though because he could have died. I mean, we, we, me and him talked about this because I was like, oh, yeah, Power Rangers, love Power Rangers. And since you don't give a fuck because you're an asshole, he's like, yeah, if you talk about it, maybe Michael will be like, yeah, fuck you, bro. I'm like, yeah, you probably will be. But you didn't. Kudos for being predictable. But then I don't know what this is about where I could have died. I don't get that. <laughs> no. Maybe he saw something in the future that I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's his uh, My Hero character, a future vi- uh, well, we, Even though we haven't seen that, somebody <laughs> can see the future. Yeah. Uh, okay, now for the moment you've all been waiting for, my My Hero Academia character. Give me a drum roll, please, Michael. He says, aka, rep about drums. <laughs> uh, I choose... Pikachu! Invisible Girl! Wow. What? Uh, <laughs> this wasn't my first although, choice. Although, this episode, I was like, ooh! There you go, it? right? I was what? like, that's what she... She does have other powers. But yeah, we'll get into it. 
But she's like, uh, this wasn't my first choice, obviously. I first wanted to be Tenya, Todoroki, and Dark Shadow, but I kept being too slow, so I couldn't get them. I choose Invisible Girl because I'm basically invisible to the podcast, and I'm Mike always forgotten about. Oh, her. that's so sad. Don't say that. Mike doesn't, he doesn't even know her name. Invisible Girl. You mean Sue Storm? <laughs> Also, this is our first, I think this might be our first gender-bent character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that means I'm also a mystery, and so is she. And I'm also invisible and forgotten about in real life as well. No! Mm, it's getting dark. <laughs> I, I want to hug him right now. Uh, so she kind of perfectly fits me. I might as well take her because I know no one else will. Also, if you genuinely have a problem with the podcast, it's fine to give a one to four stars. But if you are joking, then please just send them an email. It'll hurt them. There you go, Michael. I got the PSA covered. Thank oh. you. See, you're not invisible, bro. You're out here helping the podcast. Yeah, you're you doing, are. You're making big moves. And if you would be invisible, girl, you're you got shining it. a light on my PSA just like Invisible Girl. Ah, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but our last review comes from Jacob, a.k.a. the Spider-Man, a.k.a. the Deku with the podcast. The subject being Deku. Uh, it's a five-star review, as always. And Jacob says, hey, guys, awesome podcast, as always. I can't thank you enough for that really warm-hearted message, uh, really warm message last week. It made me tear up. Aww. Wow, Michael, you asleep? What's going on? <laughs> I'm awake. I'm listening. He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um... If I'm ever feeling down, I will always look back on it, so thank you. No problem, Deku. I mean, Jacob. See, that was, that was a real slip. You, I met Jacob. You can do it. <laughs> but yeah, dude, you're awesome. Keep being you. Uh, anyways, the My Hero Academia episode was awesome. I'm so proud that the whole class, the whole class passed. Also, did you guys notice that the rescue training arena, or the rescue training area resembles the accident where All Might made his first debut. <gasps> Ooh, that's an interesting thing to note. Just like I thought. thought it looked like it, uh, the arena where Bakugo and All Might fought. That's what it looked like to me. Wait, you mean they fought in the test with Deku? Where it was Deku, Bakugo versus All Might? Yeah. I mean, it was like a big cityscape. I don't know. Because <laughs> the place where All Might made his debut, that seemed more like a train wreck. Was it? As it looked a like a lot of rubble. Now I, I go back I and watch know. it. To me, it looked like a train. Like I don't know. It looked like a derailed train. Hmm. That's what I thought. We'll find out. Uh, Jacob was on to say, da, 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 no, it's rescue train. I'm like, but he knows. He's he reads the manga. <laughs> I don't know shit. Uh, maybe. I do know some stuff about Bakugo and the hero license. You ever getting spoilers? But you we'll, spoiling yourself? We'll talk about that. We'll so spoiling yourself, bro. <laughs> I'm not spoiling myself. Are you, are, aren't you? I am. So it sounds like to me. Uh, I did. Maybe something will happen and Izuku will make his first hero debut as Deku to the other applicants and teachers. Just a thought. Man, if another hero exam slash like training thing gets interrupted by villains, at some point it's got to be like, yo... How many things are they going to like break into? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was... I mean, technically, I guess it's true that they already have. We'll get into it when we get into the episode, though. You know what I'm talking about. Toga. Yeah, Toga. Yeah. Uh, just a thought. Last My Hero thing. What was with Invisible Girl's weird, flashy, ultimate move thing? Uh... 
at the end of the question? Yes. What was with that? The gave her. It makes sense if she can bend light and make herself invisible. She should be able to inverse that and make light to be able to blind people. So she pulls like a, a solar flare. So from maybe DBZ. being invisible was not involuntary. She just stays that way. Hmm. For whatever reason. Maybe she has low self-esteem. I don't know. Maybe she is stuck that. I don't know. But actually, I, I like that theory about being like a low self-esteem thing. It'd be a cool way to kind of tie her powers to her personality, her character's personality. Um, I just like the fact that she watched Dragon Ball Z and was like, So oh, yeah, She's like, oh, Krillin's got a good move. Let me, let me learn that. <laughs> Uh, a few more things and I'll let you get going. Sorry if this is long. Number one, sorry Nightwing, I forgot to add you to last week's list. It was in my notes and everything. Number two, Wee Pickle Juice is actually a good friend of mine. We recently got back into contact and he liked to claim the role of Hanta Cero. He's the tape elbows guy. Okay, that's cool. I also like the fact that people were picking, like now we've got to the point where people are picking the side characters. Mm-hmm. But like, at a time... Where the side characters are getting more shine now than they've ever gotten in the anime. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense. Like, people are like, yeah, I'll be fucking tape guy. He's pretty fucking cool. I'll be naval laser Michael. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? <laughs> because you always give him hate. Like, I don't even naval laser. But... Fuck him. I, I have thoughts oh, on this episode. Oh, that's your thoughts are? I have thoughts. Oh, we're going to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold, hold on to your thoughts. We're going to get there. But, um. He didn't have to do No, sh- hold it. <laughs> Ah! It's gonna wake me up. I'm not sleepy anymore. <laughs> Nerd rage. Uh, da, da, da. He's evil tape, guys. Number three, Mr. Reese Alexander. If you're listening, thank you so much for what you said in the first part of your review. It did make me cry a little. I'll do a small application post 4.5 for the reviewers next week. That'd be great, man. Thank you for that. Uh, number four, I'm thinking of changing my username from AKA the Spider-Man to Deku the Almighty. Do it! Tell me what you guys think of it, if I should change or not. Do uh, it! I would say you have to create a whole new account, because I don't think iTunes lets you change. Yeah, I think you have to make a new account. But I mean, it's with, worth it. With a new email, I believe, because if you try to do it with the same email, they'd be like, this email already has an account. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not that hard to make a Gmail account, though. You make a new one. It's no problems. Well, no, I think it's, not, name, it's not hard, but it, it depends on what he has attached to. Like, if he has all his stuff on, I, like, if he has an iPhone mm. and all his stuff is attached to that email, then it's like he has to transfer everything. Mm, yeah, I see what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, I'm 110% on board with that name change. Like, it, I, I love Spider Man's like one of my favorite comic book characters. It's like him and Batman are number one and two. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think Deku just fits him so well. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Oh, yeah. I basically already call him AKA the Deku, so <laughs> not AKA the Spider Man. Uh, thanks again, guys, and don't forget to go beyond plus, plus. ultra. Thanks, bro. Ultra. And yeah, when you uh, if you do another list of all the My Hero Academia characters in the podcast next week, I will read that list out loud. Because I actually realized that last week I forgot to read it out loud. I just skipped it. Like I said, I like wow, it's like eleven people, and send I skipped it, past send it. Send it in an email. Or review. I mean, he reviews every week, so either way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess on that subject, uh, we'll save the Mission Impossible Fallout discussion for after the anime section this week. But since we're already talking about My Hero Academia, let's jump right into My Hero Academia for the week. This week's episode was titled Rush. I know what I have to do. 
Pizza, pizza, pizza. Okay, what episode is this in the in the season? Ninety-seven. No. no, wait, what? It's like fifty-six or something. But I don't mean. I mean, oh, in this season. I thought you meant Blurred Vision. No, no, no. I mean episodes since the the theme song changed. How many episodes has it been? Like four, five, four or five. I like it now. <laughs> <laughs> it got me. <laughs> but here's why. It took some time. Remember last week when I said like I I liked it more now just because Attack, of on Attack on Titan. Yeah. I literally watched them back to back this week, so I watched Attack on Titan first and then My Hero Academia. When My Hero Academia kicked in, I found myself singing the song, and it was like fuck. By comparison, it actually does get me hyped for the show because Attack on Titans does not at all. <laughs> it is like the most like for a show about people getting eaten. But giant monsters. But it's I made, the most lackadaisical but I made, but I made mention to this last week that this you, and you because even you said that this season is not about the Titans. So I was like, well, I guess that's why this season, this the music is more somber. But it's still about people about, dying and getting killed it's about and human drama. So you should have a lackadaisical intro for that. Because <laughs> you got to kill humans. I don't know. <laughs> so we're in our feelings. <laughs> but speaking about feelings, this week's episode of My Academia. There is no reason why an episode almost 100% about side characters could make me feel emotional the way this episode did. But when we get to the final part of the episode where Class 1A works together mm-hmm. to pass the test and all of Class 1A passes, which I guess almost never happens since every year all the other schools target Class 1A because they have that uh, exam festival exam, or whatever. Yeah. Um, like... Bro, these are all Krillins and Yamchas and fucking Tians and Chaosus. And yet, when they all worked together in this episode, I legit got tears. I was like, uh, Jordan cried. Shut up. <laughs> Perfect vision for the episode. It is. I'm sorry. I just, for those who know the, the race system here at Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system goes from poor vision to perfect vision in the middle there's passable and then you have less than passable and more than passable thank you catch upon but yes i will just right off the bat i'm saying it right now perfect vision for this fucking episode i'm i, I can't i can't believe it like literally after the all for one fight i stopped the episode after that i stopped doing reactions because i was like i mean if it's not gonna be like as I did a reaction video for the biggest reaction I've ever had in anything ever. So after that, everything feels like, 
well, why am I going to do a reaction video where I'm just going to basically be watching it and like, do, like smiling every once in a while? I'm not going to be crying and bawling like I did in that all-for-one fight, so what's the point? But I should have been recording myself like this entire exam because at the end of almost every single one of these episodes, there's a moment of a, like some emotional moment that makes gives me all the feels and I just overwhelmed with fucking like emotions. I start tearing up. Like that fucking that in the whole end sequence. And uh, mission before Ioyama, the naval laser of all people, he made me feel feelings. <laughs> naval laser. I felt feelings for naval laser. Not emotional. <laughs> Not emotional. All right. Before we get there, can I just skip to the end? Let's start with the beginning. Because the episode starts with a continuation of that fight between uh, the the dude that has oh, weird yeah. flesh fingers that can... Mu- it's his skin. Apparently, that's his skin. I thought it was a sand, and yeah, that's his skin. Yeah, I he, thought it was like... Well, not... His, I didn't think it was sand. I thought it was clay that he controlled. Like, he could control clay. No, dude. That's his body. It's his fucking Like, because you saw his fingers like, ugh. He's Majin Buu. <laughs> right? Basically, yeah. And his power is OP as fuck. He touches you, and he can massage. Even though we describe it, they yeah, can the massage, massage your skin. Yeah, into and, and, and contort it. Like when it took when it like took Bakugo, I was oh like, oh my god, ew, <laughs> fucking gross, son. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, I don't know if you ever seen that scene in American Gods, when one of the gods was having sex with a guy. Then he got sucked into her vagina. Got, yeah, sucked into her vagina. I quit watching the show after that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, I was like, too weird. I turned it off. Like, That's what that reminded me of. Dude, it was, it's so gross. I'm like, I need to see you in a, like, versus the villains. Because that power is great when you're fighting bad people. But when you're, if you're a villain, that is the most OP, disgusting power you could possibly have. Like, fucking ew. But it did a thing where, you know, it was, it set up to be a Bakugo with, um... What's his name? Kira, 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 not Kira. Shima, Com, other Com, guy. Com, Com, Kaminari. Uh, Kaminari. Yeah, I wrote it down. Because like, I'm not gonna remember his name. So it's Kira. So Bakugo's friends are Kirishima and Kaminari. <laughs> Mima K's. Yeah. But Kirishima's already B- been like BKK. Yeah, they've already been like Burger King, <laughs> Burger King King. Yeah. But Kamin, uh, Kirishima's already molded into a ball, so it just ends up being Kaminari and Bakugo. And I thought it was going to be a thing where Bakugo whoops his guy's ass in whatever way. But, surprisingly, it's not. He gets like The other guy gets the upper hand on Bakugo, and he gets absorbed or molded into a little... His quirk is called Meatball. Yeah. How fucking... That name <laughs> sounds so fucking ridiculous, but then the power is so horrifying. <laughs> they turn it into a little meatball sack. Yeah, it's like, what's your power? Meatballs. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, God, my body! What <laughs> the fuck? And then it's also weird because he's like, any pain that they can normally, they would feel it. They feel it just as if, as if they were normal. The fuck? So he was stepping on them? Yeah, you're made to be a villain, dude. <laughs> and I, I mentioned uh, Junji Ito collection, but it's actually, it reminds me of Made in, uh, what's that? Made in Abyss. Made in yes, Abyss, yeah. You're right. Of the, of the girl. The little girl, yeah. Mitty. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I, and I, I suppressed that thought I, for, I forgot about that in Made of Abyss so thank you for bringing that horrifying that's, image back to my head that's what that reminded me of it really is like that <laughs> almost exactly um but yeah so Bakugo gets the upper hand gets like uh Bakugo gets the upper hand on him and he gets turned to a meatball too and then again My Hero Academia 
best of Naruto, they're able to put a light on all the side characters. So Kaminari is the one that steps up with this new electric projectile thing that he got uh, for his hero suit, the modification. Mm-hmm. And it basically makes like a, a direct line of electricity. So instead of like shocking everyone around him like Pikachu, he can shoot a direct beam. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Although I was hoping it was better. What, like stronger? Not no. Like I was hoping that, like it could make like like because he he said he always wanted to make like an oh, electric, electric sword. sword and stuff like that. So I was hoping it would give him the ability to make like weapon like actual weapons. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe it's like yeah, this maybe, is the first maybe, step. Maybe maybe. Yeah, but I like that. So it's like again like. We started with these heroes and their abilities on one base level, but as the show progresses, we see the characters learning more about themselves and their powers and able to modify them and like change them in ways. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same powers, but just in new and interesting ways. Yeah. But yeah, when, when he shocks the other guy, and then Bakugo and Kirishima come back out of their little meatball forms, and then sound like together, like use the like, explosion fists and like this hardening fist at the same time. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. It was cool. And then they're like, you could have done it faster, Kaminari. He's like, this is why people hate you guys. <laughs> like, I know, like, their, their little dynamic was well, really cute. right before he turned into the meatball, he gave him his grenade. Yes. But that was another thing. Like, I like the fact that in that fight, Kaminari sticks up for Bakugo and is like, you know, you, you've only seen the size of Bakugo that you've seen through, like, essentially social media. You've only seen, like... Like uh, Justin Bieber on the news when he's being arrested, but you don't really know Justin Bieber like I know him. He's a good guy. Yeah. And, he, and then he goes on to explain that the reason he was even using like the the rapid fire like shotgun ability was because he didn't want to use bigger explosions to hurt the people around them. So like he is being a, including Kaminari. Yeah, include Kaminari. And the other yeah the other heroes that are in that little meatball state. Yeah. So he could have literally probably beaten the guy by himself, but he held back purposefully and very strategically. To give Kaminari the upper hand so he could take him out. Like, I like that. Like, it, it goes to show, like, they keep reinforcing that idea that, like, as yeah, aggressive, Bakugo... As aggressive as Bakugo is, he's not actually, like, evil or or malicious. He's aggressive for justice. <laughs> like, he's such an asshole, but he's still a good person. He's a badass with a... He's literally a badass with a heart of gold. Like, mm-hmm. that's what he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, even later in the episode where... After they all pass, because the the other people that return their meatballs, they get transformed back into themselves too. Because when the guy takes too much damage, the meatball effect wears off. So they're able to to win the exam because of that. And now that I think about it, it's funny because his logic is so twisted. What? Where uh, Bakugo was going after the guy, he was like, uh, I think Kaminari said something about he's still a hero. This is still an exam. Like this is still a test, and he's like, that's why I'm going to kill him. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> He means kill in the most like loving way possible. He's a, he's a bass with the heart of gold, Michael. Yeah, okay? I, don't, I don't know how that works, but kill means defeat to to Baku. <laughs> but um, but but yeah. So it, they do a thing where, right, even after that, to show Bakugo and his progression as a character, when he passes Deku later on, he's not the typical asshole that he usually is. He actually, in his own way. Kind of compliments Deku. Yeah, complimenting him, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, you actually passed Deku. Expected how strong you become. It's like oh, no, you, he said it's expected. It's expected with the power you have. Yeah, well, how strong you are. And Deku was like, "What? <laughs> this motherfucker's complimenting me? No fucking way!" <laughs> and I like that because then he, like, after that, he makes it known. That it's like, yeah, I'm. I'm he's kind of putting it together that 
That know, All Might gave I'm, him his power. Yeah, I know you got All Might's power. Yeah, he respects him. I think he respects him, though, because he actually did what he said he was going to do to Bakugo, which is make the power his own. I, mm-hmm. I like that. The, his rival is starting to respect him. He's not such an asshole anymore. Um, but yeah, even the moments where Deku and, and his group with uh, Uraka and the tape guy, and they pass, and they how they use their teamwork to do like to, to win. Like, tape guy is useful. The fuck? Like, yeah, <laughs> and it was cool to see what they did. Like, they're, they're the combo attack. Yeah, he's essentially another version of Grape Rush, basically. Yeah. More Spider-Man-y. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of uh, Grape Juice, like, what 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 do you have against my man Aoyama? Because this is... We ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. <laughs> well, we're basically there because then I, you also get the moments with Todoroki meeting up with uh, Momo and their group. Uh, another glare from the wind guy. Which is like, what's going on with that? Like, yeah, because because now we all seen not Deku. I don't remember his name, but the guy that looks just like Deku, uh-huh. but seems polite, but is actually a fucking asshole. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and then I think it's interesting though that he, it's like the guys he puts on. I think the reason why he looks like Deku a lot in those moments is because he's putting on a persona like Deku's, but then his face almost completely he looks nothing like Deku when he has like his actual like game face on like when he's actually being truthful with his intentions rather than being like oh i'm just a nice guy even one of the students is like oh you finally stopped pretending to be polite mm-hmm. the girl that i thought was toga yeah i mean and since we're on the subject of toga because they all passed too but while we're on the subject of toga like she passed too well the person that we think is toga which now has been confirmed by our itunes reviewer uh-huh. that that must that must indeed because she said it was right that must indeed be toga in disguise yeah so i'm wondering what what she's trying to do. I don't know. I'm like, how do people not know? Like, you guys don't know your own teammates like that? That you can't recognize that this bitch is crazy? Mm. No? Because Toga's crazy. Oh, yeah. You think Toga's, like, putting on, like, an act? No, she's not putting on no act. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm like, uh, unless this girl was just like this beforehand, how <laughs> does no one notice? Or unless everybody in that school is in on it. Why would they be in on it? I don't know. Don't don't raise questions. <laughs> you don't have the answers to Michael. Because I'm like, if 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 none of them are suspicious of her of her actions, you think Wind Guy's a bad guy? I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a bad guy. Maybe they're just not friends. Oh, that's true. Cause that's not Smile Hero's school. The Deku, the not Deku, is her school. Yeah, that's true. So we don't know. They could be bad. There could be I think people that are bad in that there. school. They didn't have like I don't. I didn't notice a teacher for them. No, I didn't see a teacher either. So it might have just been the students. Yeah. Hmm. And they might not be in like they might not interact with each other that much because I know it's like th- based on what I saw like when Deku was uh defeating the group and it was like you guys are only first years we're third years we could we we need this so oh they might, that was a boss moment yeah, they might be in different levels so they might yeah. not necessarily know each other like but that. i felt bad in that moment when deku and them like actually beat those students because like obviously they're like third or fourth years in the same provisional exam and haven't passed yet yeah and then when you get beaten by first year it's like come on bro we need to pass this test but deku looks at me and he's like so do i, I. yeah that shit was boss son <laughs> Yeah. Like, he's just like I don't give a fuck about your feelings <laughs> <laughs> but it goes to show you like uh, unlike in other anime where like teamwork and cooperation I mean that's the, that's the thing like teamwork is a thing in My Hero Academia but they don't take away from the fact that these 
all of these people want to be. Yeah, they have their own drive, their own individual goals, to and be like a hero. Yeah, which funny enough, and they all want to be the best, and that 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 that's that communal drive to be the best is what makes it. Yeah, and I was gonna say, funny enough, both Bakugo and Deku both have the same drive to be the number one hero. Yeah, they just go about it in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. But it's like that. That I don't know. I like that because it shows you that despite having your own personal like goals and your own intentions it doesn't make you like, it makes you it's, you're still a good hero for it mm-hmm. um but i mean yeah other than that then you get to the like, the whole section at the end where it's i like uh what's his name ida finds aoyama kind of hiding behind a rock yeah. <laughs> being all cowardly because we, we've seen that he cowers that's the thing he does he's a bitch but but a bitch that came through twice now. Did like, he though? He came through before in the uh when he shot that naval laser beam to try and stop Bakugo from taking, and he saved like Dark Shadow. A little half a moment that he got. And in this moment, there was a like it's there was only ten slots left for people to pass the exam. But he didn't, there were nine members of the, the class one A left, ah. and then he already has two of the three balls lit up on his chest. So then he makes the decision. He's like. You know what, Ida? Like you're just carrying me at this point. Like I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it so at least you can pass. So he used his naval laser beam to be like a beacon for all the other schools to kind of attack him to be like a diversion. But then come to find out, and he didn't do this knowing this, but he did it completely to sacrifice himself. But in so doing, Class One A saw the beam, and because they all know it's his quirk, they all were able to like convene onto that battle. And take out everybody that was gonna take out Ida and Aoyama. Yeah. So it made it so like they so it's, by him making the MVP move of sacrifice himself, he made it so everyone could pass. Yeah. And that's, that was a fucking boss moment. I felt that's great for Class One A. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not his character. <laughs> like Dark Shadow came out with his Dark Abyss ability. Grape Grape Juice is throwing down the Great Balls. Fucking. Uh, sugar, sugar, sugar rush is beating people up. Uh, the animal voice guy has pigeons coming to the area, and, and he has like, like an amplifier over his uh, voice now. Yeah, like it was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that was awesome. I'm not saying none of that. I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay, I don't give a fuck about it. But Ayama, you have a problem. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about. It. And they even kind of allude to him being gay. He's like, "Why am I always different, mom and dad?" Because he, because I feel like everybody in the show. Even the side characters, they get a badass moment. His moment wasn't necessarily badass. It just happened to be more or less inspired. Like, you did something and it caused a reaction that you didn't necessarily intend. But that doesn't give you, that doesn't make a badass moment. That just had, it was just an unintended consequence of what? something you, of he, something you him did. Him making the sacrifice play is the badass moment. Like, I no. was tearing up then. Because he was like, like... But it's because he's trash. That's why he made his sacrifice. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> but even a trash a person at the bottom can hold up the whole team with one selfless move. That was inspirational. It's, he's trash. And, and if he didn't do that, they might have all failed. Mm, not all of them. Maybe not all of them, but like... Granted, there's a good yeah, chance a yeah, lot of them Yeah, maybe would've. they all wouldn't have passed... But that still doesn't necessarily make him a badass. Yes, it or, does. No, it doesn't. Just, what, what constitutes a badass to you then? Having a having a better moment than oh, I suck, <laughs> and so let me sacrifice myself because everybody else is better than me. It's like, <laughs> no, he didn't want to hold back Ida, so he was like, you know what, I'm about to lose anyway. So if you keep guarding me, you're gonna fail too. So I want you to at least pass. 
So he exactly. So he's admitting that he sucks. That that's not being a badass. That's just admitting that you suck. Being a badass doesn't just mean you have like the coolest power or you kick the most ass. Not even having the coolest power, but like having a moment that goes, "Oh fuck yeah." That's, that yeah. was a fuck yeah no, moment. No, that was a fuck yeah for everybody else. When everyone came in was like, it was because of your light. Like, that's the reason why we were able to even do this. Thank you so much, Aoyama. And he's like, so I can... St-. And then I love the fact that he was like, so I can still twinkle then. And then Ida was like, sure, I guess. I don't know what you mean. Because <laughs> like, I feel like Aoyama has this sad backstory that we're not... We're just getting a glimpse into right now. And we haven't really delved into yet. But like, I don't know. Seeing a little, little Aoyama with a little naval laser belt... And him, obviously, because just from this, you could tell he grew up always feeling different and, like, separate from everybody. So, like, to have, to, to be the person that rallied the whole team and to be the foundation that the, the victory was built on, that's a big moment for a character like that. He's not a Bakugo. He's never he's never going to have the moment where, like, I'm going to beat the villain. So, like, this is a um, moment where it was like, yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying, but that moment, I feel like, was more about the other characters, not so much about him. Like... His little moment was about the moment was about teamwork. That's yeah, the but it was wasn't about. necessarily. It, I feel like it didn't necessarily do anything for that character specifically. It just got everybody else. That moment was to help everybody else pass, and for everybody and for Class One A to come together as Class One A. Yeah, but it didn't really for me to to me it didn't really do anything for I our whatever fuck his name Aoyama Aoyama's character itself. Why you hate gay people characters? Why, why you hate gay no, characters, Michael? I don't hate the gay characters. You hate, it's too gay? Else, everybody it's too else gay? hates the gay characters because they always make the gay character the fucking bitch. Mr. Terrific. Fucking. I mean, that's true. Even him. Like, he. Every, if, if you think about the, the uh, beginning of this season when the villains attack the school. Everybody, they're all, of course, they're all kids. They're kids. They're still going through you mean training. Season one or oh, no? You mean, this season. Oh, oh, okay. So when they when they attack the forest, okay. So it's like all the kids are scared. They're still going through training. They're not ready to fight, but they all still step up and are willing to, you know, because this this is what they're going to school for. They're willing to be the heroes. Yeah. But yeah, he's the one in the whole class that's hiding the whole fucking. That's not time. fair. And if if you were him. And you had his power, his abilities, and you saw what the villains were capable of, you'd be hiding too. Like, it's not... And there it's are not people say, that have way less abilities lot, than him. But there are also it. other characters that didn't do anything. Some characters that we don't... Like, not main characters, obviously, but other people... They that didn't got, do anything because gas. they weren't allowed to. Like, the, the people that were stuck in the classroom. They, but they wanted to fight. Okay, still... But they didn't. But they didn't get it. But so it's like. But my point is, they still. They still had the drive. They wanted to be heroes. But him, he's the whole. And granted, I, like I said, I know there's there's there there's students. Yeah. They're in school. But my point <laughs> is, you should have been out there blasting that laser, no, son. My <laughs> point is the fact that like they make it obvious he's the only one out of the whole class that did not. But like wa- people like Grape Juice and them weren't out there. Like if you think Grape Juice was out there, you think he was gonna he was gonna be pulling out. Like he was gonna be fighting like on the front lines. He'd be cowering too. But he still had his moment. But even then, Grape Juice had a moment. He had his moment in the uh, when the when the villains first fought or first showed up at the uh, USJ. So even he yeah. still had a moment where he said wait, he was wait, like, wait, "I'm wait. gonna be. I want to be like you guys. I'm here to be a hero. I'm gonna fight." Yes, and he did it too by by getting but over no, his cowardice. But no, he did it. Like still in a in a bitch move in a bitch way where he's like you don't, oh, yeah. you don't have to give it to him he saved Dark Shadow by the way I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it but I'm still gonna hide in the bushes but if he wasn't hiding in the bushes the villains would have seen him and wouldn't be able, he wouldn't even be able to do it no he could have did it and then said ta da 
not not do, not do you, all you that. Believe it still. But it's it's like, come on, why is he the only one? And then they make it obvious that he's the gay one. I mean, but yeah, he's still a bitch. <laughs> Damn, that's that's fucked up, man. I, th- I thought we were gonna get on here and be like, man, Naval Laser sure came through. And Naval Laser, was, he seemed like a joke character, but man, he's got some substance. But he's still a joke character because even in his come through, it you was a in the fact that he couldn't. His come through was the fact that he can't do it, but his his I can't do it just helped everybody else. But you can help the, fact, the, the group. The, the fact the fact that he's more or less the joke of the because because and 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 then this is go, goes back to the way. They established his character from the beginning. Even when he has speeches, like he's like, "Ask me where I was." Nobody said. Nobody. <laughs> nobody cares. Ask me where I was. Finally, somebody asked. It's a secret. It's like they keep playing him to be a joke. I mean, the same way Menendez played to be a joke too. A lot, a lot but even still, he jokes. still. But even then, he still has moments where he took down midnight or when he. I haven't had moments too. We were just scrutting every single one. <laughs> no, he but it's not a. Mo- it's he not a real moment. It's not a real this- moment though because it's not acknowledged. Like yeah, he saved Dark Shadow, it but there was knowledge. No, it's not. He saved Dark Shadow. How's that not But there was no moment where it was like, thank you. You like saved my life. Or In like, this class, bro- the whole class acknowledged that he's, he's the reason why they were able to pass. But it was a it was a more or less afterthought. Or not even an afterthought. How's the afterthought happening at the same exact was, time? But it was in a way where they didn't necessarily know. Like they, maybe they thought he was like shooting up a beacon like class 1A. Hey, here, let's rally together. But it was him going like... I can't really offer anything to this squad, so I'm just going to sacrifice myself. It wasn't about not being able to offer anything to the squad. It was that he knew with his quirk how many balls he's already been hit with. Because like his his not everybody's but abilities still, are like, good when for he first, dodging. No, but no, but when he first showed up, he didn't have his ball. None of his balls were lit up. But as soon as he comes with Ida, he already has two balls because he was. They were surrounded. They were like fighting off like a giant group at one point. And then he just started running away with them. Remember, they were like, "That's why he was like being dragged behind him." Yeah, yeah. So like he he with Ida, it's him and Ida versus a whole group. One person has super speed. The other person has a naval laser. A whole group of other people with fucking other quirks, and they were still able to, you know. Well, no one's been to, surrounded in that way in the in the thing d- yet. Deku, except Deku, but he's I was also say super Deku speed. tape tape girl uh, Shiro and uh, Iraka was uh, surrounded, and they still managed to. They were a team, a team unit. It's only two people, and one person does projectiles. Like you're, one had one guy had tape hands that can he can like stop all the balls. One girl can float away, and, and he, he has, has a super naval laser where he can blast all the balls. But if he blasts the naval beam too much, he gets sick. No, that's <laughs> only if he does it for one continuous stream. He said, I, "If I do it continuously, yeah, but without if, stopping, so like, you, without you, taking a break, if you're like, surrounded, if you're bla- blast, break, blast, break. Okay, blast. now we're getting it's not, it. This is hypothetical because you're surrounded by people. You can't stop 360 degrees of balls with a with a fast laser beam, like with one laser beam on your belly button. Boy, like, you can't not, turn boy, around. You're not doing, you're not doing a 360. But you're three. You're but you're surrounded by 360 degrees of people." And that scene they showed, it was him and Ayama you, you, around you use, in the use, middle of used, everyone. You use Ilda and blast the people in front of you and then run. So I, I'm misunderstanding that he's not cool enough for you. He's basically, he's a bitch. He's Jay, he's, he's a, a super badass. He's a bitch. It's not even that he he's has to be. He's not a bitch. How's he it's a not bitch? Even he has to be super, it's not even that he has to be super. I think it's realistic that at least somebody is a person. Like, you gotta have somebody be the coward character. And like, yeah, it's, it's I character get, development. I get, I get that, but I'm just taking it in a larger context, even outside of My Hero Academia, where you look at all, where you always look at the character that's always, quote unquote, the gay one. And they're always usually the weakest one. 
outside of even just my hero it is and again like i mentioned with mr terrific and other shows and other movies and other books okay and it's, well, and the gay your, the gay character is always the weekend i'm like you i'm tired of that narrative that's really what it is but you can be strong in other ways. And, and but he wasn't way, even strong. He was. No. This being, a, being selfless is a strength. That was fuck him. <laughs> like the fuck? Like you're just, all you're doing, like, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, you're just discrediting all the things he does accomplish because it's like, it's not good enough. It should be more than that because he should represent even better than that. But it's like, first of all, you're dealing with a very, not only xenophobic, but very uh, anti-homosexual uh, nationality, which is Japanese. It's like they're they're they already have like the qualms against other races and other sexualities. So like, you're asking too much from a yeah. But you say they, you say anti homosexual, but in anime they always got at least like or you think about Sailor Moon, the the, the uh, sailors Uranus and uh, no, no, Neptune, no, a, a gay girl. I just, I just didn't even or you think about uh, the 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 uh, what, the wild pussycats. One of them is trans. Uh, one of the villains, uh, the the magnet guy. That's another trans villain. Yeah. My Hero Game is pretty progressive for like what it is, but even they were badass. <laughs> well, you, you you're telling me they were more badass than Ayayama? You thought the, the pussycat guy was more badass? Yeah. Did you not see him fucking? I think you're just equating raw strength with like what a badass moment is. He like he's a kid who's growing. So yeah, he's gonna have a moment of like being unsure of himself. But when it comes down to it, he's come through both times, and that's. Again, these are this is a your Chaosu character. Chaosu gets nothing. <laughs> Naval Laser gets moments. So I'm gonna defend Naval Laser. He was cool. He made me tear up. And I think they're gonna go more into his character and his backstory because they kind of they like they alluded to him being gay and feeling different as part of his character. And I I kind of like that. Nah, they're gonna be like, oh, why do I feel so different? Oh, Cause you're blonde. <laughs> He's definitely French, right? That's the thing. Yeah, because he says "messy." Yeah, that's why he's different because he's French and everybody else is Japanese. Everybody <laughs> he's like else, gay. everybody else is what? Japanese. Yeah, I'm, I'm like not, gay. We're not gay. I'm, I'm not gay. I'm we're French. not. Do- we're not doing that. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I like naval laser, you asshole. <laughs> All right, guys out there, who who I, I want to hear some some emails or reviews from people that actually did enjoy naval laser in the last episode. I, I thought for sure you're gonna be like, wow. I can't believe Naval Laser had a cool moment, but you're like, fuck him. <laughs> fuck his self-sacrificing nature. I didn't like it. <laughs> He's like, he didn't do anything, even in the, the the fucking training. Even though he saved somebody, he was still a bitch. <laughs> like, he all is. right, goddamn. <laughs> um, but yeah, then the episode ends with uh, all class 1A passes, and then the entire training uh, area was basically destroyed come to find out in the next episode they're gonna do a rescue thing like the next exam is rescuing civilians which i guess they're paid civilians to go into that rubble and be saved or or there are people that are putting the exam on yeah like like paid civilians they're not real like actors well yeah they're actors yeah yeah so it's like a, a cool rescue operation test Again, it's cool. We talked about this before in My Hero Academia, but like it, again, this is a tournament arc, basically. Mm-hmm. But they're able to switch it up enough where like it doesn't feel like just a a stagnant uh, one versus one like tournament fight kind of thing. And I think this is probably different than the other uh, provisional hero tests before it, because one one of the one of the uh, I think it was a meatball guy. He made mention to the fact that 
ever since the retirement of All Might, like the heroes have been scrambling now. Mm. And they're trying know. to weed out all of the weak links, basically. All yeah. the all the riffraff. Yeah. Cause you gotta think, like, you know, we we see the top tier of the hero community and the characters that we follow. But there are a lot more. Yeah. There are people that just they treat it like a job. They treat it like, you know. Or like like I mentioned before, like uh the the woman when uh uh Yaya Rozu and uh the other girl who was who was in uh I don't think it was one of the other classes when they uh had their internship and they were basically doing commercials all day. And it's like mm-hmm. this they wanted to do hero work and not fucking shooting L'Oreal commercials and all. They're like, I think there's a point. There's got to be a point to this. And, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. She was just doing fucking commercials and using her hero license to be a paid, more or less, spokesperson. A paid model. Yeah, paid <laughs> model as opposed yeah. to like an actual hero. Yeah. So. And Stain's like, fuck all of yeah, that. That's Stain, yeah, that's what Stain was against. <laughs> you see this shit right here? I'm against it. <laughs> but but yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what next episode is all about. Um and yeah, I give it perfect vision. What about you? Yeah, I give it a perfect vision. Really? After all that, it <laughs> has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with Aoyama though. <laughs> Overall, yeah, he let everybody win, but he's still a bitch. <laughs> yep, <laughs> weak ass bitch, <laughs> making blue sky beams and shit with your navel. <laughs> It's the same because it's the same. It's like I said, it's the same narrative over and 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 over again. Oh, I get it. I get the complaint, but don't take it out on Ayama, man. I am. He's he's better than Mister Terrific. Fuck, like goddamn it. Well, at least he has power. All right, anyway, let's move on. Talking about at least Mister Terrific and the arrow is somewhat smart. He made a fucking chip. What is this? He's even last in the class. Like when they uh, went to the uh, uh, the scores of what they ranked in the practical exam. Yeah, he was like he was like the last one. Why are you hating on Ayama, man? What the fuck? I'm not hating on him. <laughs> fucking the the creators. What do you the have creators, against the creators gay characters? <laughs> You need to ask the creator that. Well, Michael says I almost too gay, but <laughs> unless unless I find out All Might is gay, then wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm definitely curious about the next art because, like I said, I know something about Bakugo. Don't you? Don't I don't want <laughs> take, keep your spoilers over there, motherfucker. I don't no. want I don't want to be spoiled by you. So I want to see what happens. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't want to know. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's move on. Let's get into Attack on Titan this week. This week's episode was titled "Old Story." story because we get a lot of backstories this episode not from it ranges from historia slash christy to uh erwin and his father mm-hmm. i knew all this covered the manga 
<laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. You keep your spoilers, but I'm my hero. I, I spoiled it last week by accident. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, well, how'd you feel with this episode? I'll, I'll just get your thoughts on it first. Uh... I I enjoy I enjoyed this episode actually like getting getting the backstory of uh historia mm-hmm. and learning more about her, the tragedy like all the shit that's happened with her She's mother got like the worst fucking mother yeah, the ever. worst mother ever I was like that her, shit is dark a mom that just basically ignores you your entire life and then when you finally speak to her her first words is I wish I had the courage to kill you yeah I wish I had an abortion yeah basically. and then she leaves and then before she dies gets murdered her last words to you are basically like I should have killed you yeah man I wish you were dead <laughs> I wish I never had your ass it's, it's like, like fuck mom yeah it's like goddamn. <laughs> but uh yeah so I, I enjoyed that backstory it was dark it was dark as hell like super dark I wasn't expecting it to be at least that dark like Attack on Titan has been dark but that shit was like heavy mm-hmm like usually it's dark in the sense of like a main character dies and you know stuff like that, but yeah, not like parent parent parental abandonment and shit. <laughs> or like I got my father killed because I was running my damn mouth. Yeah, with the Irwin's backstory. Yeah, Irwin's backstory, and which I like that story a lot because it it fleshes out a lot of the the world. Yeah, it fleshes out the world. Yeah, yeah, because we even said like I think I said last week like a hundred years isn't that long that you'd forget what's really going like what happened before. You lived in the walls as a society, but like as a, as a society, people don't remember what happened before that. And teachers that point even want to point out the contradictions of like the history books that have been passed out by the current government, they get assassinated by the government. Mm-hmm. So like, what's really going on there? Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm curious to see uh, what's going on. Like it's, it set up a lot of set up a lot of questions that I that I that I can't wait to see answered. Mm-hmm. So. Uh... I give this episode uh, pretty slow episode. I mean, I mean, uh, it was there was no action. It was mostly just about story. Yeah, but and but it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was slow in that sense. But because I was was interested, I I would probably give them more than passable. Um, I would also give it a low more than passable. I enjoyed it, and I also like the the parts toward the end where Irwin is framed for the murder of that. salesman guy salesman yeah yeah and i like his speech to the 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 widow where it seems like he's being a dick like well he's dead but he actually kind of fucked up the evacuation of uh, <laughs> a whole section of the the city or whatever when the tad, titans attacked uh-huh. but and then he pauses he's just yeah. like well fuck you he's like but let me finish <laughs> yeah actually when he actually set up after the fact he was able to be a beacon of hope for the community or whatever blah 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 blah, blah. whatever but yeah, he he's gonna find whoever actually killed him and find vengeance. He's gonna avenge him. I will avenge him. Yeah. yeah. But it just goes to show you how good of like a, a leader Erwin commands. Now, now what's her face? Hanj is the new leader of the scouts. Yeah, the crazy technician chick. Yeah. But I mean, it just shows you how charismatic and how Erwin can command a room just with like his his intensity. Because by like that, that bitch is telling him "fuck you," but by the end of his little speech, everybody in the area was like, "Oh, okay, all right, we we thought you did it, but now I have my doubts." Mm-hmm. Um, but it was gonna come into play later on because, like, like Erwin let himself no spoiler, yeah, yeah, a little bit of spoilers, but Erwin lets himself get taken in by the the military police because the Survey Corps all get uh the Survey Corps all get arrested by the government because of that. Um, that setup, but 
it's going to be a thing where his leadership and how important he is to the resistance within the within the kingdom, like how important Erwin is. It's going to become more focused on that later in the season, I believe. Like I said, I think it's going to be a whole season of no Titans. It's going to be all people drama. But not how important Ayama is. <laughs> Why are you hating, son? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then other than that, was there anything else that happened in the episode? It was mostly just the backstory with Historian and Erwin, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I didn't even write any other notes. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I gave it a little more than passable. Yeah, I just gave it more than passable. Yeah. I have nothing to say about yeah, okay. it. I'm say. thinking, I'm like, do I have anything else to say about this episode? I mean, other than the savagery of Historia's yeah, mother. I mean, it, was more, it was more set up. Set up for things to come. Oh, so a lot of why we this episode was about what I was talking about last week, where like they've discovered that the power to pass, like you can pass on the ability to transform back into a human. Titans can by a Titan eating a person. Mm-hmm. That's why when Aaron and them were escaping, Aaron has that call of Titans ability. Um, the colossal Titan, I know the armor Titan was throwing other Titans at Aaron hoping that one of the Titans would eat Aaron and then he could just capture that Titan. That was the idea. Yeah. So the government is going to eat Aaron to gain the ability but to also, I'm control Titans. Like, but how does that work though? Because Aaron got eaten before and he just turns into a Titan and broke out in the first season when he first turned into a Titan. A Titan Wait, ate him but his he, arm got hit and he lost his arm and he was in the Titan's stomach. And then eventually he broke out. But he didn't get digested? So That's why I was like, so I don't get like But that's why maybe. Like he was about to be digested, but he became a Titan. So it's like, what's stopping him from doing that again? That's that's my point. Hmm. Yeah, because his trigger is like pain, so he bite himself. But did he bite himself? He didn't bite himself when he transformed the first time. Then it no. showed what happened. He didn't bite himself. He just He just did it. He just, but it wasn't even, and and random, weirdly enough, it wasn't automatic because his arm looks good. Like he's his arm was completely gone. Yeah, he was in the Titan stomach acid for for a good couple minutes. Like he was flashing back, and all, all then all of a sudden, yeah. just <laughs> no time for a flashback. <laughs> yeah, just randomly out the blue, he turned into a Titan and bust out the uh, Titan's head. Well, that's what we like to call a plot hole for dramatic effect, Michael. <laughs> so I'm like thinking in my head, if he gets eaten, what's to stop him from for transforming? Tra- yeah. yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, Michael. <laughs> Shut up. That's why. Okay, well, all right. Hey, I got. I don't really know. Because if you don't need to bite yourself as a trigger, then he could. Even if he's tied up, he could still do it. Maybe if you chew him up. I think it's any any blood that comes any any times he sheds blood. That's the trigger, basically. Is it? Because I mean, if when he bites himself, it's like. I thought it was like a pain thing. You hurt yourself. Yeah, but I mean, usually if you're shedding blood, it's, there's some pain to it. Unless, uh, like, even if you're getting a needle in you, that's some, there's some pain to it. Huh. I mean, it, uh, spoilers, he's not going to get eaten, so we're not ever going to well, know. Yeah, know. But obviously, <laughs> obviously, he's the lead of the show. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. Uh, it's not in the manga. Yeah, it's not. I mean, uh, I, don't, I, can't, I don't even have an answer for that. And then also, I'm like, sometimes even even pain doesn't even work because there there was remember last season kept yeah. biting himself and he couldn't transform. Mm-hmm. 
he was having performance issues. Performance issues. I mean, it's it's it happens on the to the average person statistically. But he's like, not me, bitch. <laughs> I'm good to go, 100 percent of the time, Always. all the time. Uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing else. Was there anything with Levy in them? Not really. Not really. So yeah, Tango Titan. Yeah, it was just them uh, dealing with those crim- those uh, what you would call it, the the prisoners. Yeah. But nothing significant. Oh, they told the the, the guy that gave up his other. Yeah, they just told him that we made him do it, so yeah. he didn't really give you up. But that was hilarious. I was like, wait, so I'm the traitor? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I'll sit there and feel stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Tag on Titan, guys. Woo! Worst <laughs> intro theme ever! <laughs> it's all right. It's not, though. It's all right. It's all right only because it made me appreciate My Hero more. It made me like the My Hero Academia intro. That's racist, Michael. <laughs> no. Alright, do you want to talk about Mission Impossible Fallout and then get into comics? Solomon Lane escaped in Paris. And now the world is at risk. Just relax. I'm perfectly relaxed. Luther, does he sound relaxed to you? He sounds terrified. This is the CIA's mission. You use a scalpel. I prefer a hammer. He's an assassin. You go rogue, he's been authorized to hunt you down and kill you. No hard feelings. Can't fight the pressure! You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. What are you waiting for? I'm jumping out a window. Oh, sorry. Good luck. I have nothing to say for Mission Impossible Fallout, really. I mean... Then what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, because people... You're the one I want to talk about it. People have probably seen it and was like, oh, you want to talk about Mission Impossible Fallout? Me? Has anybody hit you up about Mission Impossible? No. Okay, so what are you talking about? People. I don't know. It's popular. <laughs> <laughs> people talk about My Academia either, but as you see, people end up liking it, so... But it, was, it was good. All right, so we talking about Mission Puzzle Fallout? I just said it was good. <laughs> Review over. <laughs> it was good. But it... I like that guy. Remember that left us a review? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, these guys are all right. <laughs> Short it. and sweet. Yeah. I mean, look, Tom Cruise is getting pretty old to still be doing all these action but movies. He's still, but he's still doing it. Like, and, but he's still... When the camera pans back, you see him climbing that mountain. I like that because it was like a throwback to Mission Impossible 2 which is like one of the only Mission Impossibles I really remember and it's like one of the worst but it was a lot of mountain climbing in that one too in the beginning but yeah I, I, that's what makes it to me that's what makes the franchise so memorable and interesting the fact that Tom Cruise has become so crazy that he's like 55 years old and he does his own stunts so a lot of that shit that like yeah the skydiving you know other movies are just kind of like eh whatever like, I appreciate them more because I know he's actually doing them. Like, that skydiver, that halo jump they do in that movie uh-huh. is a real halo yeah. jump. Yeah. That's crazy. Or him jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Did you free, have you freeze-framed that in the trailer? Where he jumps across that roof, that's, like, actually where he got the actual leg injury? Nah, that's a freeze-frame. 
That's the actual take that he broke his leg on. And if you freeze frame, you see his leg bend when it hits that the building. It's crazy. Oh. Like, like I actually froze frame there. Just like this is definitely the take because you see his leg hit the side when he like he when the the scene ends. But like if you freeze frame, you can see his leg bend in the complete wrong way. Ooh. And the fact that he was able to still crawl up the side of the building and like finish the scenes, to, so the fact that they can still use it, that's fucking impressive. Like he's a madman. Really, he has no choice because if he would let go from the, because of the pain, there was no net at all. There's got to be a net. Maybe. I don't know. There's got to be something. He, he, Tom Cruise worth too much money to be like, well, if he falls, he falls. <laughs> you know I mean, Jackie Chan does a lot of his stunts, and I, I don't think he uses a net. That's crazy. But yeah, like that. The, that there's a sequence toward the end. Of, I guess, do you want to do spoilers? Might as well. All right, light spoilers. I'm not going to get into like crazy plot. Because there's one twist. That's. I mean, I saw it coming, and they even reveal it. Like, the movie itself reveals the twist, like, pretty early on in the movie. Yeah. So, it's not even really much of a twist. It's not. But. What a twist. <laughs> yeah, for the sake of people that haven't seen it once, I'm not going to completely spoil it. But, there's a sequence toward the end of the movie, and you've seen parts of it in the trailer, where Tom Cruise is in the helicopter, chasing down the villain. And that sequence goes on for a while. But the fact that it was actually him not only climbing up that rope to get to the helicopter, mm-hmm. but then when he takes it over and is the one flying it, like, like I legit got bored in that sequence because they they're trying to defuse like Mission Impossible, of course, is a ticking time time bomb. They're trying to defuse a bomb at the same time that Tom Cruise is trying to get to the switch, which is in another helicopter. Mm-hmm. They kept switching back and forth between the characters, like tinkering with the bombs and Tom Cruise and the helicopter chase, and. I got bored with the helicopter chase because it went on for so fucking long. But the fact that I knew that every time they cut back to Tom Cruise, it was See, really I him. I didn't, I didn't get bored. I got bored. I was like, just catch him. Like, fuck, like just catch the guy. Fuck, man, this is taking forever. But like, yeah. and I didn't think it was like, I didn't think it was like action. I didn't think it was like I don't know. Maybe helicopter chases aren't my thing. But like it. Yeah, but if it was robots, you'd be like, yeah, oh, keep going, yeah. keep going, longer, longer. Yeah, if it was a Gundam flying behind another fucking plane or something, fuck yeah, I'd be excited. <laughs> but no, but in this, like, I don't know, it just wasn't that thrilling to me. But I appreciated it because I knew every time they cut back to Tom Cruise, it was really him flying the helicopter. Or like when they did the pan of the villain, and then you see Henry Cavill on the back climbing the. I mean, uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Tom, yeah, Tom Cruise. Uh, cl- actually climbing the rope mm-hmm. to the helicopter, like him act. That was him. That was actually, him doing it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I, I'm not even. I wouldn't watch Mission Impossible movies for the like, plot or the I'm, characters. But, but at the same time, I'm like, what is going on in his life that's so sad? That Scientology. He needs, <laughs> that he needs to put. He need. He needs this thrill. Scientology powers. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He's super straight laced, and apparently he's really charismatic and a fun guy to be around. But like, I think like he, I, it's like my life is so boring that I need to put my life on the line. Basically, he's become just such a dedicated actor to his craft that he just wants to throw himself, just fully commit to everything he does. No, I'm pretty, it's more because he he. Uh, I think it's also to win the audience back because remember the time where Tom Cruise, like we still call him crazy, but now it's like the the public perception of him has shifted to like crazy in a good way. Remember back in like the Oprah days where he was like jumping on couches and he was just getting into Scientology and was divorcing his his 
his wives or whatever, and people thought he was kind of gay, and he had a lot of bad press for a while there, Tom Cruise. Yeah. So I think, like, this has become his shtick, and that's helped him get over a lot of the baggage of his past, I think. Because now, you, when you talk about Tom Cruise now, the, the mainstream audience is more about, like, oh, a crazy guy does all those crazy-ass stunts. It's not so much about him being just a lunatic. Um, maybe. I don't know. He's still a Scientologist, so... I mean, I mean, yeah, he is, but I'm just... I don't know. So I was like, regardless, as long as he's still in that, he's still going to have some type of uh, stigma about being crazy. But less so, I think. I mean, he's less stigmatized now than he was then, I think. Yeah, less so, but still... Yeah. But because he's doing these crazy stuns, it's like you get to respect it. It's like, fuck, man, you're doing it. Yeah. yeah, Bravo. Yeah, 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 like, you've got yeah. mad commitment to it. Yeah. So, hand, like, hats off to Tom Cruise for that. And the fact that he doesn't drink or smoke, like, you can see it in his face. Like, well, he doing, looks damn I'm good. Like, doing for the shit that he's doing, you can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he looks, for a 55 year old. I mean, we saw him in The Mummy. He was naked. And we're like, damn. Yeah. Like, I would never have guessed he's 55 if, you didn't, if I wasn't told that. Yeah. Like, he's a grandpa. But he's still playing it like, he's still playing Ethan Hunt, the character, like he's a like a 20 to 30 something heartthrob. And he kind of is. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, he's like the last living movie star. That's a good point. Whose name alone can bring in a big box office. Kind of. Well, what, Dwayne Johnson? You don't think Dwayne Johnson is the modern day? Or do you mean from the past era? Eh, I don't think Dwayne Johnson is as big as Tom Cruise. Says the people that saw Skyscraper. <laughs> we both saw Skyscraper. Yeah, we did. And, and Jumanji. And uh, Rampage. Uh, Rampage. But we didn't see uh, uh, the other one. What? San Andreas or Baywatch. That's true. That's true. That's too much. <laughs> Baywatch. Ugh, come on. But um, but also at the same, well, I don't know. He even though he is the last living movie star, Mission Impossible is really the only thing he has going on because the Mummy didn't do that well. Yeah, and nobody nobody watched Jack Reacher because Jack Reacher is just like you already do Mission Impossible. Like like you already have this franchise. Like why are yeah. you doing like another? Like, yeah, nobody saw. Nobody watched that. Yeah, or... that's a good point too. Maybe every time he does a bad mummy movie or something, he's like, oh, fuck, I get another Mission Impossible movie now. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, he tried, I mean, he does try to do other things. Mm. Which, but I'm like, why don't you lean more into the stuff? Like, we loved him in Tro- Tropic Thunder. Me. We loved him in Tropic Thunder, and people wanted to see more of that character, or even just him more in like. comedy? Or, just, yeah, just him in more comedy roles. Like, do that. Yeah, but then you don't make the the big action star movie. Well, no, money. it's not. It's not. But it's not even to say only do that. Like you could do both. But like we only see him doing these action, like the mummy type movies. I think he's really just trying to like fix his image. So do it. Yeah, do a comedy. I feel like that'll uh, help your image. Maybe even probably more so than an action movie. You think? Yeah, because usually if you make making people laugh more so, but if you fuck up and you're in a bad comedy, or or if you. If you're jo- if you were joking, but you could say the same thing. What if you're fu- you're in a bad movie? Like I feel I mean, like he is. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like I feel like him being in the Mummy probably yeah, the mummy. hurts him a little bit more. Yeah, did you do some stunts in the Mummy? Everything's like CGI. Yeah, that no, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I really ran from a mummy in yeah, a smoke I, cloud. I really, or... ro- I really rolled on a horse. <laughs> it's like okay, okay, we fucking sucked. But yeah, for Mission Impossible though, 
like I'm not a big fan of the series. Like I guess like I've only seen the first two really, and then I fell off the franchise completely. I haven't seen like Rogue Nation or any of these recent ones. So like I came into this with no expectations. I just went in because I heard it was a good movie, and I found myself enjoying it. Yeah, me too. That's that's the only reason I wanted because I've never seen any Mission Impossible movie. I've never had any interest in seeing any Mission Impossible movie. But everybody was talking about how good it is, and mm. it's the best of the series. So I was so it made me go, I'll check it out. Maybe it'd give me Fast and Furious vibes where. <laughs> You know, I never had any interest in watching The Fast and Furious, and I watched the last couple, and I actually enjoyed, kind of enjoyed them. Yeah. Because going back and watching the first ones, I'm like, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. But I mean... This, but this one, I wasn't bored at all. I mean, even, like, from the first, the 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 intro sequence, I mean, they do a thing... Again, I don't want to spoil that either. They do a thing where... How do I phrase this? The plot... It's like a basic mission that starts off with the movie... And it's almost like the third act of another Mission Impossible movie. So I was like, is this like something I missed from another movie? <laughs> but it ends bad. And then the movie takes a turn where you think it's like, oh, okay. We're going to, it's going to be one of these movies where it's going to be dark and shit just was going to be fucking like way. It's going to start in a way that other movies might end. And I'm like, that's really interesting. But then they pull a very Mission Impossible type of uh, twist. And it's like, oh, okay. That was cool. I see what you did there. Yeah. And the reveal was genuinely surprising. So it was like, oh, that was good. Okay. Yeah. It made you excited to see the rest of the movie, at least for me. Because it was like, I, 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 the only thing I remember from Mission Impossible movies is the iconic mask stuff. We're taking off a mask and it's like, I'm really this person. <laughs> so when they do that in the beginning of the movie, I was like, that's why I used to like like the other two Mission Impossible movies when I was younger. Stuff like this. These cool twisty twist moments. Like yeah, spy twists. Like I said, I'm bored in the first two movies. You see, I don't I don't remember the movies well enough to even like agree or disagree with that. All I remember from the first movie was that when he's dangling up from that rope from the ceiling and like the sweat. And comes that's really down. the only that's really the only memorable part of first of the first one. The rest that's of the that's movie, why it's the only thing I remember. The rest of the, the, rest <laughs> of the movie is like nothing. They try to make it seem like all this shit is happening, but I'm like, nothing's happening. Mm. What's the impossible? Like, no, it's not impossible. It should just be called Mission Hard. Mission Hard. <laughs> I'm like, what's impossible? I mean, technically, none of them are impossible since they usually win. So <laughs> even this one, yeah, they, it's like so such a movie cliche where they'll, they'll stop something at the one second mark. It's only impossible because if it was anybody but Ethan Hunt, yeah. And it's the point. It's gotten so ridiculous to the point where, like, now it's like because he's hey willing, man. he's willing to climb. And granted, it's more of a Tom Cruise thing, but even Ethan Hunt, he's willing to climb a freaking helicopter and shit. Where the rest of them, they're like, yeah, no. Like, even <laughs> the other guy was like, what is he doing? And that guy, was, he, they even said it in the trailer, like, I think it's best not to look. Yeah, he's always doing some ridiculous shit. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, um, the action was dope. I like the fact that they. Because I don't remember this from the other movies that I've seen, but they really put across that Ethan Hunt cares about his team, and I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what happened in the other movies to even know why. Did he lose team members before? I only saw two movies. Did he lose them in that? In the first one, yeah. So maybe that's why. He lost team members, and he doesn't want to lose anybody else ever again. Because he, he'll consistently choose a single life over the world if he has the choice. Mm-hmm. So I like that. That's like, they 
made that part of his character. Um, it endeared me to him right off the bat. All the backstory stuff they go into, though. I mean, that's that's a a trait for most hero type thing. Like Buffy did that. But, but they like she 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 was gonna choose Dawn over the world. She was like, if Glory gets Dawn, I'm done. Like I'm not. I'm not killing my sister. But in these it's types like, of well, movies... What about the rest of the world? Like, I don't care. Yeah, but in these types of movies, I don't really see that that much. Like, the other movies I've watched are like this, like the James Bonds and stuff like that. And he doesn't really enough, have I've a team. I've never seen a James Bond movie. Ever? Wow. Ever. But he doesn't even have a team. So it's like, you don't really get that team dynamic. But in here, they made it a point to be like, he cares about his team. And the team is a big part of how they're able to pull off these crazy missions or whatever. But... Talking about the team, in addition to the team in this movie is Henry Cavill's character, who's a better Superman in this movie than in fucking Superman or Justice League. And like, he, the fact that he had to shave his mustache or whatever for Justice League, he's, he was so much better in this than Justice League. I'm looking at the, me, I'm looking at this movie, I'm just like, Henry Cavill is fine. Fuck being fine, dude. That 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 bathroom fight scene. Exactly. That was fucking awesome. That turned me on. I'm like, hey. wow. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it was Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill versus like this random Asian guy, and there's points in the fight where I was like, the Asian guy might win. Like, what yeah. the hell? This is Superman. <laughs> but it's the choreographer, agent, whatever his name is. Yeah, whatever his name is, agent. Uh, Although it's it's funny, he's an asshole. It's really. still funny how they try to like trick the camera because Henry Cavill is like six three or whatever. Oh, to make him look kind of the same height as Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise is like five seven. Yeah, it's like there's no way. They're there's like, a moment where he's standing across from Henry Cavill and like uh, they're talking to each other. They're almost like shoulder to shoulder, and I'm like, yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, mm, the fuck out of here. <laughs> mm, uh, how high are your stilts all right now, Tom yeah. Cruise? Like you're on some fucking heels. <laughs> oh, how, what are they doing with the camera? Like, how, yeah. how low is the cameraman? But even Henry Cavill's character, he comes off like a dick at first, but then they there's more layers to the character that they kind of reveal as the movie goes on, which made me like the character more. And then they do even do a thing, which I want to spoil this. Okay, for, so before we stop talking about this, I'm going to say, go ahead. Yeah, let's just spoil. We're going to spoil the twist now. So if you haven't seen Mission Impossible Fallout, just... Check out the timestamps in the iTunes section or the iTunes reviews description and jump to the timestamp, the next one. But, um, was revealed that he's a villain. And at first I was confused because when Henry Cavill goes to, uh, I want to say Maria Hill, it's not Maria Hill, <laughs> Angela, Bassett. Angela Bassett's character, the leader of the FBI or whatever, the head of the FBI, and tells her that it's actually Ethan Hunt who's the traitor. And it's like, clearly, I was like, uh, no, unless I missed something, then it's definitely you, because you're setting him up, clearly, right? So it was like, it, it, he's still an asshole, then it's revealed that, well, clearly, he's betraying the team. So he's, the guy that they're searching for, the, I forgot the, the, the villain's name, whatever, the... From the other movie? No, no, no. The villain that they, that was behind the scenes of everything in this, and they didn't know who he actually was... And it's like, well, it's obviously the only guy that they, they've introduced so far, which is Henry Cavill's character. Mm-hmm. Definitely it's him in disguise. Or not disguise, but it's his alias that he's just not you know, being forthright with. But they do a thing where clearly he's going to betray the team at some point. And they set it up in such a way that you think he's going to do it. And then it's revealed that, nah, motherfucker, 
it's just like how it was obvious to the audience that you're the traitor. It's actually also been obvious to Ethan Hunt and his entire group. So they all know that he's a traitor. Yeah. And it was like a thing where it felt like a twist on a twist. Because you think that the twist is he's the villain and he's going to do this. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, they but, don't know about it. But the it. twist is they actually already know about it and cut him off at the pass. I like that a lot. Yeah. That was a, that was I was cool. like, oh, Bravo movie. That was a good moment. Yeah. And if for me, honestly, I, I, I kind of knew Henry Cavill was going to be the villain like from Jump because I'm like, he's Superman. He's not going to play another good guy. <laughs> he's a villain. He's a villain. I thought it was going to be a dick that like, you know, warmed like, up to the group. I'm like, he's a villain in this movie. <laughs> and then he turned out to be a villain in the movie. Yeah. Too big, too strong, and then with a mustache and beard, too epic. He has to be a villain. <laughs> that daddy stash. Daddy stash. <laughs> he should just rock that for fucking Superman. I would have been fine with that. I need to rock that when we're sleeping together. Okay, weird. <laughs> no, weird. But yeah, what would you give Mission Impossible Fallout? I, I liked it a lot to the point I would give it a perfect vision. You would give it a perfect vision? I would give it a perfect vision. Wow. I had a great time in Mission Impossible 6. Uh, I'd give it a... Although with that, I do, I do kind of say, this goes to my whole completionist thing, because I still felt like I hate I hated not knowing like the backstory of certain things. His thing. wife? Like, the wife or the villain that he captured and like I'm guessing mm. I'm assuming from that's the last the, movie from the last movie yeah. like I hated not knowing that backstory yeah so I was like, like who the fuck is this guy yeah I want to find out and he hated him so it was like what did he do that made you hate this guy so much yeah or like yeah. when he talked or like when the other guy the one that usually wears the mask was like you mean when you set me on fire or some shit or whatever he said mm. I'm like I want to see what is this I want to know I give it more than passable but with the caveat that I don't usually watch movies like this. So it's not really my thing. But that being said, I still enjoyed it. In fact, that most of the shit's practical and it's like some dope action in it. Like I would recommend watching it just for that. And see, that's why I would give it a perfect vision because I usually don't watch these types of movies either. But you still enjoyed I it? I really enjoyed it. But there were moments for me that I still... Well, you don't like helicopter scenes. You were bored. It got slow a little bit. And there's also a chase scene in the middle that got slow for me. Like that chase went on forever. Somebody, see, I like that. So you like that? You're talking about when he's getting chased by the cops? Yeah. I was enjoying the hell out of that chase scene. I don't know. There's certain parts where he got into like the, the car chase parts. And he's on, like, he went from a car to then he gets on a motorcycle. And then he starts running away. And I was just like, yo, when is this fucking scene going to end, dude? Like, yeah, it's I li- just I still it. going. He had all the stars in Grand Theft Auto, basically. basically yeah. <laughs> Five stars in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> That's what it looked like. He's being chased by the entire fucking city and still got away. It was like, what? Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more impossible for me. You're trash. I guess so. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get into news of the week, let's get into emails. Oh, wait. Oh, comics. you want comics? You want to talk about comics? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it. But, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. You just read Fantastic Four? Yeah. Okay. We could talk. About, I mean, it's only it's just one. Comic. All right. We could talk about it. So, yeah. So, Dan Slot. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, uh, what? Comic books with Michael and his corner is cool. I don't even remember what the, the fucking comic book corner bumper is. I did so many. You rejected so many. So, I'm like, I don't remember what the good one was. I did one, too. And I'm like, I don't remember. Wow. Uh, I think it was reading comics every day with Black and Gay. Comic Geek. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's too gay. It's too gay. <laughs> it's too gay. <laughs> All right. So, what did you read? Fantastic Four number one. Fantastic Four number one. So the art was great. Sarah Pacelli. 
Okay. And uh, Dan Slott. Wait, was it Sarah Pacelli? Or did Sarah Pac- is Sarah Pacelli on Spider-Man? I mean, Sarah Pacelli is or was the Spider-Man artist, but I don't know if she did this. Let me look it up. <laughs> Comics with Michael. <laughs> We're trying to remember who did what. Because I know she's on... I don't know if she I don't know if she's on Amazing Spider. I think she's on Fantastic Four. Hold up. Hold up. Wait. Wait. Hey. Yeah, Sarah <laughs> Pacelli. She's doing the she's doing the art for Fantastic Four, so it looks beautiful. Okay. And uh basically the story opens. It's more of a continuation because Marvel had a uh comic book story a series called uh Marvel Two in One. Basically about uh the thing. And Human Torch exploring the multiverse, trying to find Reed and Sue. And uh, um, why can't I think of the children's name? Valeria and Franklin. Yeah. And so it kicks off basically with the end of that. And uh, Ben is with his girlfriend, Alicia Masters, the blind girl. Okay. And basically Ben is at the point where he just, he feels like Reed and Sue are dead. Because if they weren't, they'd be back by now. He's like, Reed is the smartest person in the universe. If he was stuck somewhere, he would he would have figured out a way to get us a message. Or we've, we went through the multiverse. We would have found him at some point. But Johnny is at the point where he's like, no, we're not giving up. We're not giving up. And so uh, Ben is like, he's, he's just ready to move on. So he's just at the point where like, he proposed to Alicia like... Like let's get married, okay, and let's just let me just move on with my life, and so he asks uh, Johnny to be the best. Actually, let me let me let me rewind. Okay, <laughs> so it actually opens up with uh, them getting a signal in the sky, the Fantastic Four signal. It's a giant uh, four in the sky, and so uh, so uh, Johnny thinks, oh, they're back, they're back, they're back. So he flies to where the signal is, and it turns out to be a bunch of kids from Yancey Street, which, you know, uh, that's what Ben Grimm's from, Yancey Street. So basically, they broke into, like, a Fantastic Four museum and was was playing with the Fantastic Four signal. So so he's all pissed off, and he wants to take them to court and sue them and have them taken to jail and prosecute, and their kids. Yeah. He's he's overreacting. (laughs) And it turned out that uh, She-Hulk... She's 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 gonna end up representing them, the kids to get them off. What the and, hell? Yeah, and and then it turned out that Ben Grimm is the one that paid to have She-Hulk uh, represent the kids. So then that's when they had their confrontation, Ben and uh and Johnny, and it's like, what are you doing? Why are you paying for these kids? They need to be locked up. Fuck those kids. You know they broke into our museum and they're playing with Sue and, and he's like. They're just kids, and he's like, at the end of the day, I just want to move on. Like, Reed and Sue are dead. And uh, Johnny, and he just started, basically, he he didn't want to, he doesn't want to accept the fact that, 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 that they might, that they might not be alive anymore. He's like, how dare you, yada, yada, yada. So he flies off. And uh, and also, uh, with that, uh, before, before they get into all that, uh, Ben asked Johnny to be his best man for their wedding. And he's like, he's, he wants to celebrate. Like, this is a moment of celebration. And he's like, no, this isn't right. If anybody's the best man to Ben Grimm, it should be Reed Richards. And he's like, but Reed is gone. Mm. And then that's when they start getting to the argument. And he's like, Whatever happened to the creator? The creator? Or the maker? 
the Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe. I thought he was running around six one six. He is, but I don't know. He he's in he's in one of the other books. I don't oh. know what book he's in. Wow. Okay. But they don't really. I think he's in like the Thunderbolts or some shit. Which I'm like, what is that's random. But I mean, villains. It makes sense. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, what was I? But he, uh, Ben Grimm. They're like, you're you're trying to. This is supposed to be a celebration, or you're making it to like it's not about you know. Uh, what you're making, like Reed and Reed and Sue are gone. You need to accept it, and ju- and let's just move on with our lives. Like I'm trying to get married, I'm trying to be happy, and you're holding on to the past. Like we can't keep holding on to this. Mm. And so, uh, basically, uh, and, and and that's essentially what the story is about. And then they uh cut to like reporters interviewing uh like previous Fantastic Four members, and uh like like She Hulk and uh uh. Medusa and Crystal and like what the Fantastic Four meant to them and stuff like that and then basically the issue ends like where uh Reed uh what what happens where Johnny and Ben have a confrontation and then uh Johnny says something along the lines where it's like uh he he says Reed I know you're out there give me a sign give me a sign and then he like stares up into the sky and nothing happens and so then he like starts to break down and he starts crying and he's like it's true like they're actually dead aren't they and he like he like embraces uh uh Ben with tears wailing down his face and then like literally seconds later it cuts to the next panel and Sue and uh, Reed are in space, and they're like fixing. <laughs> Did you hear something? <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like they're like fixing some like space panel, and Sue is just like, whatever you're trying to do, like this is impossible. It's not gonna like it's not gonna work. And and Reed is like, do you trust me? And she's like, of course I trust you. And he's like, well, as long as you're here and as long as I have your faith, there's nothing impossible. I'm gonna make this work. And then, like, the very next panel, and, and how it opened where they had the fake Fantastic Four symbol, like, giant four mm. in the sky. Well, the, the, the comic ends where there's a giant Fantastic Four symbol in space, whereas the other one was in, on Earth. Yeah. But this one's in space, so the whole world sees it. Oh. And so all the people that they were interviewing, former Fantastic Four members, they all see it. And then, re- and then uh, Johnny and Ben look up into the sky, and they see it. They're like... Are you kidding? They're like, oh wow, timing, like, Reed. <laughs> the, yeah, the crazy timing. Basically, that's what they say. It's like timing. So he, he's perfect in time, space. Per- perfect timing. They're somewhere in space, wherever. I thought they were like in dimensions. Whatever. I don't know. And so that's where. Comics. That's where. Yeah, that's where it ends. Where okay. they, they get the symbol from Reed. So what was the what What was it about this that made you want to read it? Because it was the first Fantastic Four issue in a while. Like. Doesn't seem that exciting. <laughs> Doesn't seem that. Uh... I mean, they're coming back. Woo! So it was interesting. It was an interesting issue. I give it a. Yeah, what would you give it? I give it a high passable. Oh, high passable. See, that's what I'm saying. It didn't. It didn't seem like a perfect visions kind of. No, but it was, I mean, it's the first issue of the Fantastic Four coming back together. Mm. So I mean, it's not really. It's not gonna be action packed or anything like that. Like, it's not action packed. It could have. I don't know. Done more than. Tug at your heartstrings. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you have like a long tail of uh, Fantastic Four love that I don't know no, about. No, but... no, no. Okay. I don't. But I mean, it was a nice first issue. Okay. Fair enough. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Bye, guys. 
And on that note, let's get into some emails before we get into news. Our first email comes from Plus Ultra Podcast. Oh, wait, no. That's the subject. <laughs> M. Jones. Subject is Plus Ultra Podcast. M. Jones says, hey again, guys. Love the podcast as always. And just wanted to let you know, still waiting on that C-Control review. Lol. <laughs> It'll never happen. <laughs> At the rate we're going, anyway. Uh, I did find another anime worth Michael's time. It's called Maria the Virgin Witch. It's only 12 episodes, and it has blood, sex, kinda, and magic. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Those are my things. It quickly shout out to my top five list due to the questions it raises about religion. Uh, quick question. If you adapt a comic to live action using the budget of Game of Thrones, which comic would it be? Also, since it seems like most of Class 1A have been taken, I'd like to claim manga spoilers. Mirio Tagata. I don't know who that is. Me either. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. So his question is uh, adapting live a action comic to a, a live of, action show with a game with the Game of Thrones budget. Yeah. What would you What would you transform from a comic to a show? Um, I don't know. I asked that question without even knowing an answer myself. <laughs> Let me think about it. Um. Uh, uh, oh, I know. The last Airbender comics. I want to make that into a miniseries. Do you know how after the show ended, they released those mini comics that were about like Zuko's mother and some spirit bending stuff with Aang? And mm-hmm. I want to make that into a miniseries. Live action, yeah. Live action miniseries. Oh yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be good. With the Game of Thrones budget? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I, 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 I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll concur that. Yeah. And let's time skip it, too, so we can get some adult ang. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, don't let M. Night Shyamalan anywhere near it. <laughs> Stay away. But if he means like a comic comic, like a yeah, cause I was thinking, I was thinking, comic. I was thinking Marvel DC. Yeah. Spider-Verse. I think you need more than a Game of Thrones budget for that. You think so? I think so. Why? Just because of the uh, all Spider-Man had with all their effects? Yeah. Um, but a dragon, Michael. <laughs> yeah, but they don't have the dragon every single episode. Yeah, that's true. Um, hmm. It does make it hard because they only have like those major episodes. Like, they have like maybe one or two per episode, well, yeah. per season rather. Like the Battle of the Bastards or Head Head Hearth Hearth Home Head Home. What the fuck is the name? <laughs> I know you're Hearth yeah. Home. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, I know you're talking about though. I don't know the name. Or Spoils of War. Hmm. I'm thinking. I can't think of anything. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I mean, fuck it. Oh, not Spider Verse. I mean, Ultimate Spider Man. Like the uh, old, like not the Peter Parker one. Miles Morales. They could do that. With the Game of Thrones budget, they could do it. Yeah, I guess. If it's just Miles Morales. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That should be a really good show. And you just have the setup is just hey, remember Spider Man? He died. Yeah. <laughs> like that should be really like for the mainstream audiences, that'd be like a really cool hook. Like, what? Peter Parker's dead? Yeah. Now Miles Morales, this black kid's gonna be Spider Man. Hmm. What? Follow his journey. Spawn. Spawn. Now I think about it. Yeah. Did you like the Spawn animated show? I did. The HBO? See, I didn't get into it. 
Yeah, I liked it. Hmm. Give me Spawn. Yeah, I think Spawn. Spawn? Spawn or... Yeah, Spawn. Okay. The next email comes from John Rainey. He asks, Did you know Green Lantern was voiced by Lil Yachty in the Go, the movie? Yes. I don't even know who that is. Lil Yachty's the rapper. He's the one that sung the... um. Well, he did the actual version of the Two Titans Go rap. Oh. And then they all the characters just sing all the verses. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of... And it's my movie. My movie. My, my superhero movie. movie. Oh, I And it's all about me. And yeah, it's about all that, about me. It's my movie. My movie. My superhero movie. Duh. He's got a lot of questions. Another question from John My Lane. superhero theme. Crack an egg on it. <laughs> 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 I love we actually did that in real life. <laughs> Cracking egg on it. Um, with Sony's film, oh, with Sony's Venom film seeming to be more serious and dark compared to Holland Spider-Man, would Hardy's Venom really work in the MCU? Marvel seems to be striking to or sticking to a light-hearted Spidey for their universe, and Venom not being in the MCU makes way for more or makes way for more of his rogues gallery that we haven't seen before maybe they'll use my boy crab never mind i think he's gonna say craven <laughs> um yeah i think i think marvel i think venom would still fit i mean and venom apparently isn't even gonna be rated r no it's not gonna be so rated then r. definitely the venom as they've portrayed him so far in the trailers anyway could definitely fit in marvel's cinematic universe I mean, he can. I don't want him to. I don't to. want him to. Yeah, like, as he is, I don't want it. <laughs> but because then it's like, what's the point? Yeah. If you're gonna have him interact with Spider-Man and stuff like that, I feel like there there is a way to do it. You get a good enough writer on anything, you can make it work. Yeah, if you get a good enough writer and director, you can make anything work. But still, like just as is, out of the box, I'm not feeling how this Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock is being portrayed. So if anything, I would hope that if he is introduced in the MCU, they reboot him. Like it's like a soft reboot where it's like, this is Eddie Brock. And you just My uncle or whatever. Or whatever. Like if he works at the Bugle, you know, like in the comics. Uh-huh. And you just pretend like do that thing that Marvel's so good at doing about like pretending movies kinda didn't happen, like into the first Incredible Hulk movie and stuff. Yeah. Just like, did it happen? Maybe Ooh, it did, maybe. but doesn't really matter. <laughs> Where's Liv Tyler? I don't know, but here's Black Widow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's got one more email. Uh, also, you guys have to see Sorry to Bother You. Its plot twist is fucking insane. Yeah, I did see it. I think I talked. Oh, you did it. talk about it. Yeah, I talked about it. I was like, and you said it got crazy. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> see, I gotta see it now. I'll check it out. Like I feel, like, I don't know. I feel like he might be saying crazy in a good way. I'm just no. I'm like no. <laughs> he said no. This is where I. T- this is kind of where I tuned out. <laughs> Our next email comes from Stanley Ward. Subject uh, is we are the Crystal Gems. You don't watch the show, so you don't know yeah, what I'm talking I about. Like, I don't. That's Steven Universe. <laughs> uh, what's up, my mans? I just want to say that I 100% appreciate the Steven Universe recommendation. I binged all five seasons in about a week, and I have to say I am thoroughly impressed. Wow, I can't oh, believe people actually like jumped on it. Didn't I just like do like an offhanded like? Yeah, because I said I never watched it. Yeah, I mentioned it was something in the news about Steven Universe. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So you should watch it. I would love to have like a whole discussion about. Steven Universe, but he goes on to say, it's too, much, it's "Too much, it's too much. It's not though. It's pretty. They're short episodes, 
And it's really good. It's it'll, just, it'll be like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. It's still too much. Okay. <laughs> Garnet is straight fire in every aspect. And isn't that's a show all about LGBTQ relationships and, you know. You want to talk about strong gay characters? That's it's full of them. Maybe I'll watch it then. Oh, now you're now you you don't care. <laughs> Garnet is straight fire in every aspect. I'll read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> like literally, Garnet is a fusion of two different characters that are both women, and they both just got married in the show. And it was pretty cool because like they what's the what's the word for you don't fit gender? norms or gender stereotypes i don't know what the phrasing is but like just because you're a woman you might have male qualities or vice versa they play into that not a stereotype so like the, the it's, it's a fusion between a fire crystal gym and a an ice crystal gym and the crystal the, the ice girl is like more in everyday life she, she wears a dress she seems more like dainty i guess is the word to put use or whatever and the other girl is very butch and fiery because she's fire but then when they get married the butch girl's wearing the dress and the ice girl's wearing a suit i thought like it's very that's a very small detail but i was like that's okay bravo steven universe no gender stereotypes or whatever I'm like progressive in like in the most lame way. I'm like, yeah, gender stereotypes or whatever. <laughs> um, the Garnet is straight fire in every aspect, and the evolution of Steven's character is really inspirational, including Stevani. That's a, literally a trans character where Steven fuses with his girlfriend. Uh, whoa, I'm forgetting her name. Steven and Vani. Stevani. What was it? Fuck, she's an Indian girl. I forgot her name. I'm mad at myself. Like, don't look at me. I don't know. Damn. All right. Well, whatever. But it's interesting that it's like literally a trans character because when they fuse, they have qualities of both man or man and a woman. So, I mean, and it's it's all subtle, man. I'm telling you. Check it out. It's my movie. My movie. Okay. My superhero <laughs> movie. <laughs> no, you're all about the poop jokes, I see. Also, last week, you were talking about the Teen Titans using the song to beat the villain, and I couldn't help but think of Garnet saying, stronger than you. Yes. Yes, bitch. Fucking one of my favorite episodes of Steven Universe. Just got really gay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you put me in a box, Michael. That's why, that's why you're defending uh, Yama so hard. <laughs> it was inspirational to me. <laughs> uh, and being living shit out of Jasper. P.S. Lap- Lapis Lazuli is fine. Which one she of is. us is actually gay, guys? Jordan is the one saying, yes, bitch, yes. It was a fucking dope moment. And for those that are long-time listeners of the podcast, you know that Stronger Than You, sadly, was a theme song for the podcast at one point. I think, like, the early episodes, like, eight or nine. But I don't know. It was, it was a great song. I don't know. Stronger Than You. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. You suck. <laughs> we, we already established. God damn it. I hate that I can't use that against you. <laughs> You're like, yes, I, that's exactly right, bitch. <laughs> like, no. Our next email comes from Suthsnan. Oh, man, I'm going to fuck this name up. Don't don't judge me, please. I'm trying to pronounce it. Suthsnan Pathakumar. I think that's right. Okay. Suthsnan Pathakumar. We'll go with that. Yeah. And he says, uh, I'm here to say I want to be Eraserhead. If he is already taken, just give me any character except for meta because I'm not that small. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to fight for it. Stay near my blurry, sutty. 
Oh, I actually have seen him on. I think uh, I think Suddy. I've seen him on Instagram. But I think yeah, Eraserhead is taken sorta by you. Yeah, it's me. Sorta. I get all the characters. Yeah. Uh, get all the characters. Uh, Jacob, give him something. I'll leave it to you. You choose. I choose you. Yeah. It's up to you now. Like, it's not fair. Why does Michael get two characters? Because I fucking said so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> next review, or next email comes from Sheldon Doxley. Name, uh, subject is Blu-ray. Sheldon says, Michael, how many Blu-rays do you own? Every week it seems like you mention owning three or four movies on Blu-ray that you haven't watched. And I haven't even named all of them yet. (laughs) He's got a giant wall. Like, it's a big wall of movies. Yep. Where do you get them? Stay nerdy, my blurdies. Where do I get them? Yeah, where do you get them? The store. (laughs) (laughs) Internet. (laughs) Yeah, Amazon, Target, Best Buy. Uh, Next email comes from Brett Barbosa. Uh, he says, well, hey, what's going on? Bosa the Alert here. I actually forgot that was my iTunes name I made in the early 2000s. Now, Bosa Way on Instagram. Boss us. Oh, Bosa Sway on Instagram. Thanks for this opportunity first and foremost. I have, oh, 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 this is uh, Bosa the Alert. This, he's going to be on the podcast. Um, He's just saying that I can't wait to be on. Oh, okay. We're going to have him on next, not next week, not next but the week, week after. Yeah, I'm not here. I'm going to be in Cali. Uh, we'll have a pre-recorded BVS episode. I'm going to be in Cali. You just said I'm not going to be here. Is your first time going to California? Me? Yeah. No, I went. remember I went last year for Power Rangers premiere. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I didn't go to that. All right, we've got a really long email here, so I'm not going to read the whole thing because we're kind of short on time. But it's JC Bledsdo, and he's, or she says, Hey, guys, so I tried like five times to post this on iTunes, but it's trash or whatever. But anyway, here goes my slightly lengthy review. I'm back. Prepare yourself. This is going to be long and most disorganized review. Oh, man. Uh, I'll try to bite the bullet point in, blah, blah, blah. First, movies and such, Michael's Ocean 8 is decent. It tries to be beat for beat, the original trilogy, which is where I think it falls, or, or I think it fails. I think a better story would have been a sort of prequel, like Debbie Ocean was older. Yeah, he went way back. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Ocean's 8? Damn. Uh, Jordan, I got chills during the How to Train Your Dragon 3 trailer 2. You guys should watch the other two and review them sometimes, please. Hell yes, I am down for that. Uh, but Michael hasn't watched them yet, so whenever you are ready for that, Michael, I'd be down for that. Maybe we do that for a Patreon episode. We can cut it. We can cut it and watch the first. Mm, not that though. <laughs> not none of that. We can, yeah, we can cut it and watch the first two movies. He goes into Ant Man and the Wasp. I'd be the big spoon. You'd be the little spoon. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we we could trade places. Sexual harassment. <laughs> we can swap. The first movie, I'd be the big spoon. The second movie, you could be the big spoon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know he goes in his feelings about or her feelings about ghosts in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I know we were supposed to feel for her and love her actress, but her whole goal was to get the quantum healing particles to keep her from dying. But didn't she say she made a deal to be Shield's Winter Soldier so they would kill her when they were finished? Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, she goes in Incredibles 2. I'm talking about Evelyn. Wow, this is a lot. Uh, if we had more time, I would read the whole thing, but this, I'm gonna, man, she goes in the show, something like My Hair Academia, she goes into loving your voice, Michael, and how theater suits you. 
What? She likes your voice. Uh-huh. Michael, I love your voice. And I love all the theater terms you use. It adds to your amazing charm. All do uh, as do all your little catchphrases also and going with that and all his other stuff, trash and a bunch of others. It's really only trademark in his voice though. So Jordan, do your best to imitate him. What? <laughs> Thank you, girl. I appreciate everything you say right there. Michael, I mean Jordan, your segues are spectacularly phenomenal, and Michael, yours is moving up too. You guys are like the older brothers I never had. Uh and you're so cool. Jordan is like the goofy one in a good way, and Michael is the chill one, and that is always ahead of the curve. Uh, love you guys. Am I chill? I mean, by comparison, I think you're more chill than I am. I'm very like, what? Oh, no way! Oh, <laughs> like I mean, a lot of weird voices on this show. <laughs> uh, Another random thing. I was part of the underage blurred party of listeners. What? Not anymore, though. My birthday was on August 1st. And finally, Jordan, pause dramatically. Sing a Moana song, How Far I'll Go, and or Shining. Shining! And also, I will go a distance from Hercules. Thanks for that one, Michael. I will find my way. I can... No, you can go <laughs> the distance. I don't care how far. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you failed this podcast. What's the next next line? uh, You never know. See? Even you thinking about it. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. Exactly. So, how are you going to talk about me? Someday I will go on. (laughs) I think I'm starting to sing uh, my heart. My heart will go on. (laughs) Uh. You promise to, oh what? You promise to sing it on the podcast if someone asks you to in a review. Who? Me? Did I promise that? I don't know. In case you need proof, check episode 32. Oh shit. Oh shit. She's bring out the timestamps. Episode 32, timestamp 28 minutes. Are you going to bring it up? Yep. <laughs> episode 32. It might have been me if I said Moana. <laughs> 38 minutes? Yeah, go to 38. Uh, no, the 28 minutes. Oh, 28 minutes. Yeah, that's a good question. Why is it on Spike? should be. It should be. Them. They're cool, David. Like, it's crazy. Oh, God, Jamie. <laughs> if someone leaves a review asking Jordan to sing it, they'll yeah. sure you If someone leaves yeah. a review asking me to sing a Moana song on the podcast, I will do that. Wow. Sure wow. Well, there you go. Well, wait, wait. Do it. Leave several reviews. Wait, wait, wait. Pause it. Here's the stipulation, though. This is an email. Oh, <laughs> technicality. <laughs> oh, he's trying to wiggle his way out. Hey, I'll sing Moana. I got no problem with that. But I'm just saying, leave a review, then I'll say. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down for that. Uh, all right, I'm done. For the podcast newcomers, if you read through that long review, just know these guys are awesome. You're in good hands, JC. Well, I didn't read all of it, JC, but I did read a good chunk of it. You guys, da-da-da. Oh, I didn't read the beginning either. Congrats on surpassing 200 reviews. I've been binging all the episodes I missed and some I didn't just cause, and it's making me love you more and appreciate where you are now because I'm seeing the growth all at once. Oh, okay, she's binging us. So she's getting like a, a concentrated blast of blur vision. All at once. On that note, I need more content. Wow. I'm running out of episodes to re-binge. I'm burning through them all. It helps me get through the summer eight-hour work days. This means you can never stop podcasting. I, mean, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have to listen to you week to week to get no, a little serious. Go back and listen to, from the beginning. 
<laughs> so get a little serious. I love when you guys put your two cents in on politics and real life stuff. I appreciate your commentary. It's important to talk about this stuff. And you guys have a platform that you can use to educate a group of people that other podcasts might not. It helps other people to get a glimpse into the plight of not just blurs, but all minorities in the world, and speci- specifically America. Even though, and back to funny. Oh, enough of that though, and back to funny. I have a problem. I pantomime all your bumpers and intros and such. It's a, it's really bad. I've memorized them all, so get that comic corner one down. Oh, damn! She just, we just talked about that. She said you're trash, which I agree. It's your fault. You won't let me pick one. You're just like, nah, because they all suck. <laughs> Do better. Just like Ayama, man. You don't appreciate. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to split it up and talk to each of you individually. And that's where we get back to where I started with the Michael, I love your voice thing. So, okay, yeah, I didn't read all of it, JC, because we're running a little short on time this week. But I'll go back and I'll read to Michael and we'll, we'll so you, you'll be read, just not allowed in the podcast, not the entire thing. Cause it's pretty fucking long. <laughs> so just, just so you know, guys, if you guys send in really long emails, I'm probably gonna have to like summarize them if we ever run short on time like we are today. Um, and I think that's all the emails this week. Uh, oh wait, no, 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 two more. First from Kevin Liberta, ten out of five stars. He says, "I've been a long time listener now, and I've decided to leave you a review." Well, this is an email. What? <laughs> I actually tried to review this podcast twice, but the iTunes app is shit, and I'm doing this through an email. This podcast is hella funny, enjoyable, and sometimes really deep. By that, I mean the talks you two have when you speak about serious things. For example, the casting of Andy Yope at Starfire or the James Gunn controversy. Uh, those talks made me see things from a different perspective, and I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful that I started watching My Hero, Game of Thrones, and other stuff because of you. This podcast introduced me to so many shows slash animes that it made me a better geek. Listening to this even helped me with my anger problems. Don't ask how. I don't even know. It just did. Okay. <laughs> and now every time I'm in a room with people, I don't like, I don't immediately, oh, every time I'm in a room with people I don't like, I don't immediately think about punching them. So thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could help in some form or fashion. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, you are my favorite, even though you creep me out with the whole Elastic Girl fetish. Love Agreed. me as I am. Agreed. <laughs> uh, but still, you deserve to be the All Might slash Mineta of the podcast. Creep- th- creeper. <laughs> I'm a man with needs for elastic women. <laughs> By the way, I want to be Endeavor since Bakugo was already taken. I'm coming for you, Xander. Just a joke. Michael, you're cool too. So yeah, that's it. Burnout, drop us. Oh, this is, I guess it's his name. Burnout Dropus. Uh, P.S. You're really going to international. You got another fan from Europe because I am from Austria. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Austria. P.P.S. I'm sorry if this mail was too long. Not too long at all, bro. Thank you for emailing in. Great f- to hear from you. And our last email comes from Rashan Ramlakhan. And he says, shadows aren't just for hiding. On a personal note, I've been, been busy and I've been helping build a build a building as a volunteer work or as volunteer work for the past three weeks. And my one review attempt when I had time failed. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. This is not for your pity, Jordan, for the age of heroes has come to an end. Your self-righteous arrogance and foolishness has caused many to lose independence and have led <laughs> have led them to feel as if you are a beacon. Order must be returned. One for all is a real symbol of hope and order, and only he can save the minds of the many. 
He wants for Static Shock to be seen as an independent character. Not as Black Man Spider-Man. Michael is fighting for black liberation and independence. Yes. You might as yes. well not watch Young Justice since Black Lightning is in it because it might be too black for you. <laughs> to all my challengers, the only birthright you have is the clutches of death. So suck on that. Pause for Michael to insert a rap slash perverted joke. <laughs> I don't have a rap. Well, you can just say, oh my. Penis. Uh, Oh god. The Legion of Villains will grow and turn the world upside down. Oh my god. And that was like straight up Stain himself. So I think has anybody picked Stain yet? No, nobody's picked Stain. I'm gonna say this guy's Stain. No, that's that's isn't that Flaza dude? This is Flaza? Rashawn Ramlakan? Yeah, that's Flaza. Oh, okay. Well there you go. Shigaraki has spoken. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> oh, that was good. At first I was like I'm being troll right now. I was like, "Oh, he's like a stain type. <laughs> this is good." Yeah, that's Plaza dude. But yeah, he's acting more like Stain. Yeah, with that with that little message. Yeah, it's good speech though. <laughs> good speech. Um, but yeah, that's emails for the week. Thanks for sending them in, guys. Michael, it's up to you now. And here's our brand new Michael bumper. She's the black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Y'all don't want to hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. I have no comment because I haven't heard it. I won't know till Nah, he loved it. Yeah, I won't know till Monday when I actually hear it. Nah, he loved it. (laughs) I can already tell. It's debatable. Yeah. (laughs) Well, something that you're going to love. Ooh. Elastigirl? No. (laughs) No. Oh, well. Something even better. Your favorite celebrity. The most beautiful woman in the world. Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. She is putting her hat into the ring saying that she wants to play a Marvel villain. And her quote is... Is she an actress? No. <laughs> okay. She wants, <laughs> she wants to be the baddest ass lady you've ever seen. And so she's trying to... Uh, How is this news? <laughs> because it's funny. It is funny. I'm going to be the baddest ass lady you've ever seen. Uh, okay. Because I'm just like, Caitlyn Jenner, like, do you know anything about Caitlyn Jenner? This is the the guy? Yeah, Bruce Jenner. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, so a lot of people dislike uh, her because, like, the politics and the stuff that she said. Like, a lot of trans people don't uh, don't claim her. And so, like, I, at least in my mind, I just look at it. I'm just like, but you're already a villain in real life. Why don't they claim her? I don't get it. Because of all this, like of all the anti-LGBT stuff that she she said, like I can't think of something off the top of my head, but like a lot of anti-LGBT, not not literally like I hate gay people, but like against like gay rights and stuff like that. Like she doesn't support before she became no, trans. Even now, when she when she she says a lot of problematic stuff. What? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. You've been a man your whole life. Like all of a sudden, you're just gonna. <laughs> Like, all your political views are going to change and stuff. Like, yeah, that, so when she sense. comes out and comes like, I want to be a Marvel villain, I just, I, to, in my mind, I'm just like, this is funny. I didn't know she was hated like that. Yeah. So I thought she was, like, that's loved. That's why I brought it up. But since you don't fucking know. Oh, well, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Moving on. So, anyway, so, uh, Dave Batista with the, uh, James Gunn situation, he's still talking. He's, like, one of the only 
Guardians character or uh, Guardians actors that are speaking out against James Gunn being fired. And he basically came out and says, like, after working with uh, or after uh, James Gunn has been fired, working for Disney is, quote, pretty nauseating. Mm. And he says, I will do what I'm legally obligated to do. But Guardians without James Gunn is not what I signed up for. And so he basically uh, goes on to say that... Fuck him. <laughs> Nobody's defending his tweets, but this was a smear campaign on a good man. I spoke to Chris Pratt the day after it happened, and he's a bit religious, so he wanted time to pray and figure it out. But I was more like, fuck this. This is bullshit. James is one of the kindest, most decent people I've met. Where I'm at right now is if Marvel don't use that script, then I'm going to ask them ask them to release me from my contract, cut me out, or recast me. I'd be doing James a disservice if I didn't. And uh, he says, I don't think it will get him rehired, but I hope it opens people's eyes to James's character. So, I'm glad yeah. that he's the most vocal. Like he's, you can, that tells a lot about the most vocal, really, Batista's he's the character. Only one. Yeah, but that speaks volumes of his character that he's like really loyal as a person because James Gunn's the reason why he even got into it. Yeah, he's the reason he got cast. Yeah, basically loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And the fact that he threatened to you know quit, like that shows that he's willing yeah, to put it, his. Yeah, it, it shows that he's like more of his character, but at the same time, I've kind of feel like it's not. I don't think it has that much weight. It would have more. If, way. I if wish everyone like, else yeah, backed him like, too. If it was Chris Pratt, if it was Zoe Saldana, even though she, her character's technically dead and might not come back, yeah. but he was still, like, I kind of look at I kind of look at Drax more like 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 uh, Rhodes, Terrence Howard, or Ex- how, Expendable. Yeah, Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. I agree, especially since he's all makeup. You could like, if you wanted to recast him, you could. I doubt or they just would. have Drax is dead. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Drax died. He's not coming back. Yeah, he's not coming back. He, he's that's why I think like, it'd be better for the whole cast support him too. But you know, what are you gonna do? They they obviously are like mm, I don't want to risk not being able to work with Disney anymore. So nah, you're good, Drax. It's, it's all you, buddy. Yeah, and of course, all the articles are like, oh, Drax is Drax is gonna quit, or James Batista is gonna quit, and it's like, no, that's not what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm gonna do what I'm legally contracted to do. I mean, on the subject of James Gunn, though, did you see? I guess you didn't see. I, we, talked about, we spoke about we spoke about this. Oh, okay, the James Gunn thing. Okay, never mind. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I mean, since you, I mean, but you. Yeah, I told you. I was gonna say, but you, you told me you can't talk like like I didn't inform yeah, you. Yeah, I was this. gonna say, but you told me about it. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, but you, you got an article. You about know it more about. It. I, I didn't read. I didn't actually read it. I just pulled it up. All I know is the headlines and and the fact that some old images of James Gunn resurfaced of him in what he called a to catch a predator party, so a, a party themed like the the pedophile busting show to catch a predator. Where they're dressed as like I think Chris Hansen and little girls, and it's a, they're all grown they're all grown adults in that picture, but the fact that he was at a pedophile themed party, like I don't know, it makes it hard to defend the man when it's like all these coincidences that just like when you at this point now, if it did come out that he is ever dabbled in that shit 
it'd be like a wolf course. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's these all seem like signs now. Uh-huh. I don't. It, there's no evidence, but just like it's just weird. It's weird how it's, many. Now, yeah, now it's beyond just tweets. Yeah, and I get you can make jokes, but like to be is your circle, your your group, your circle of friends is so. I don't know, pedophilia, pedophilia is such a topic of conversation amongst your group of friends that you can throw a party in the theme of to catch a predator. Motherfucker, do a Star Wars theme. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's so many other things you can do a theme party for. Do, if you want to get weird, do the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, you know. Yeah, cause, and funny enough. To like, catch a predator, though? Yeah, like, I, and I didn't know about this until you brought it up, like, right before the news. Yeah. And so I'm just like. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Even the article says this makes it makes it hard to 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 to, uh, to side with him. Yeah, it says it even in this article. So I'm just it like, does. I was like, "Fuck, man, come on, gun! You're playing, you're making it so hard." I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt and argue for evidence and yada yada yada, but it's like there's only so many coincidences that can be lined up in a row before you're like. Yeah, I mean, Grant, at the end of the day, though, nobody has said anything, like, accused him. Yeah, no, nobody, so. But it's still just like, all right, it's like, okay, I don't don't even know what to say. (laughs) Like, Like, why is pedophilia so funny to you? Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, to be like, hey, guys, let's do a Catch a Predator theme party. Like, what? Yeah, that's like people that throw, uh, the, uh, the white people that throw black parties quote-unquote what you, they do that you don't you don't know about that like and what like they wear like do rags and, co- and, and like yeah col- on, college, on college campuses they'll throw black parties the, uh, the some of them will dress up in blackface oh they'll, no they'll put on you know black clothes do rags and you know oh and chains and they'll have watermelon and oh no sweet babies jesus no yeah that's that's the thing okay well fuck them <laughs> and fuck this to catch a predator party like what the Come on, dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't even know what to what to say about. I mean, there's nothing to say. There's no. That's just more. What's the word? Uh, not corroborating, not corroborating evidence. It's more. Not fuck. What's the word when it's like evidence, but like it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just incidental. Is that the word? I know what you're trying to say, but I don't know what the word. I is. I don't remember it. But yeah, here's an example of a small example of it. White people. Are um, they all in blackface? Yeah, they're all in blackface. Okay, they need to all fucking die. <laughs> so, that's what, <laughs> so that's what that reminded me of when you... Uh, Jesus Christ, okay. Talked about. But uh, what's... But yeah, but... Uh, and this is before, before these pictures resurfaced, but there's talk... About James Gunn possibly still having a future at Marvel oh, and Disney yeah. because Disney is the one. Alan Horn specifically is the one that fired James Gunn. This didn't come from Kevin Feige. This came from above uh, Kevin Feige. But Kevin Feige and Mar- Marvel Studios, which is basically Kevin Feige, they're having direct talks right now with Disney to try to convince them to bring James Gunn back. Makes sense. Because remember, we were talking about how James Gunn was supposed to be like the architect of the MCU after a certain point. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, nope, fire that motherfucker. Yeah, but also with that, you know, because James Gunn was under contract, 
So they're negotiating his contract and they're saying that even if they don't hire him back, there's a potential that they might still use his script. Yes. Which is good. That means Batista won't quit. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But also at the same time, it's like, then what was, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, then what was the point? Because Alan Horn's... Oh, firing him? Yeah, because Alan Horn's statement was, we don't want to have anything to do with James Gunn anymore from this point forward. But Why would you... But the, the script is but done. you're still using his script, though. So you're still technically... You still have... You're still... It was a PR him. move. That's what it was. They fired him just so they can distance their name from the scandal that he's currently involved in. But like, I don't know. I th- on paper, right? It doesn't make any sense. But like, if the script is already done, I think as a you know, at least a, as an olive branch to James Gunn in any way, you should use that script. Especially since if you want to make money, if money's your bottom line, this guy's made you money. Twice in a row now with that damn with his vision. So like, use it again. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, but I, like like I said, to me it just screams of hypocrisy more or less. Cause like, oh, it is for sure. Yeah, we don't want shit to do with you. But oh yeah, we'll use we'll still use your script. Oh yeah. And then on top of that, like there are articles in Variety saying that he might not come back for Guardians of the Galaxy, but his future at Marvel isn't necessarily done. And it's like, so then what's the point of going through all of this? If you're going to like say fire him from Guardians, but then say hire him later on down the line to do a Nova movie. Yeah. It's like, well, again, when things cool off (laughs) in a couple years, maybe then it's like, all right, God, you can come back. It's all right. We're we're good. It's PR. It's all PR bullshit. That's what it boils down to. It's not about morals. They're not taking a moral stance against James Gunn. There's no evidence to take a moral stance. It's just a PR stance. Yeah, but yeah, well, but we'll see what's what's going on, whether they use the script or not. But yeah, I just think the whole thing is just Disney. You think of Ant Man? Remember that moment? Back revert or back? Oh, movie? back it up, back it up, back yeah. it up. That's, <laughs> exactly, that, that's exactly what Disney's doing right now. I feel like they they put themselves into a corner by firing him like immediately, thinking that it, it'll it'll quell any controversy. But really, they just caused more. Yeah, agreed, one hundred percent. But also with that. Uh, when I mentioned uh, last week about, I was like, James is going to be fine. He's going to work again. And you were like, well, how do you know? Well, a lot of studios coming from the Hollywood Reporter, James Gunn is now in demand <laughs> from uh, his, his firing. A lot of major studios are trying to get James Gunn. Chief among them, Warner Brothers. Of course. DC's yeah. like, fix fix our things. <laughs> come, come do Green Lantern. <laughs> so... Maybe he might get scooped up by the worlds of DC if he doesn't. Uh, obviously, because he's st- he's still technically under contract with Marvel, so no other studio can try to all- make an offer to him right now. But soon as that contract, if that soon soon as and if that contract falls through, studios are trying to again chief among them being DC DC Entertainment. So that makes sense. Mm, yeah, maybe he might. Maybe he might be do, doing uh, a dark side movie or whatever. He's gonna be doing Black Hawk or some random. They're gonna have him do some random fucking movie over at uh, over at Warner Brothers. But uh, so next thing. So yeah, so we talked about that Disney is gonna have, be having a streaming service. That is now slated to come out next year. So because of that, uh, they're saying that Ant-Man and the Wasp 
because you know all the Marvel movies are on Netflix right now. They're saying Ant Man and the Wasp will be the final movie released on Netflix okay. for for Disney and Marvel, and uh, the DC the, the the Disney streaming service won't include any rated R content. So that makes me think that the Marvel Netflix shows are going to stay on Netflix because those shows are kind of rated R. And they're saying they're not going to have any rated R content on their streaming service. It's going to be family friendly. Okay. So I'm thinking that's going to stay there. But with the streaming service, they're saying that they are going to have one Marvel show. So I don't know what that's going to be. They're going to re- they're going to reboot Lady and the Tramp, which I'm like, why? What? Yeah, they're re- they're remaking Lady and the Tramp. Animated? It doesn't say. It just says Lady and the Tramp remake. That's okay. If it's animated, I and the, the remake point. and they're remaking the Sword in the Stone. Okay. And of course, the live action uh, Star Wars movie, which is going to be estimated to be a hundred million dollars for all ten episodes. Wait, wait, wait! Say it again. Sword of the Stone is going to so, be it. Sword in the Stone is getting a remake. Lady and the Tramp is getting a remake. And then the uh, the John Favreau Star Wars TV series. Oh, okay. With cool. ten episodes, so basically ten million dollars per episode, which is about which is Damn. Ga- which is the Game of Thrones budget. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna. Tell me, you can't out. do Spider Verse for ten million dollars an episode. <laughs> and it's coming out next year, and they're gonna do an animated TV series based on Monsters Monsters Inc. and a High School Musical television show. Okay. So, yeah, Disney streaming service. I mean, I, of all the streaming services, I think Disney probably has the most to offer. So Yeah, especially now that they acquired Fox. Mm-hmm. They so a, I'm, I'm cool with that. They have a lot of IP. I just want to see that price point. It's probably going to be about the same as the DC streaming service. Like it's the competitive, yeah. Yeah, $75 uh, dollars a year. It's already as expensive as cable. Yeah, basically. Like you add together all streaming services, even like at, right now. Even the ones that you don't have, like you still, it's still basically about as expensive as cable. CBS, HBO, yeah. Netflix, Hulu. Uh, what am I missing? Crunchyroll. Um, I'm missing others, but yeah. Amazon Prime. I'm uh ninety. That's ninety nine dollars a year. So yeah, it's already. Already up there. Yeah. Now imagine five more years, or ten years. I don't want. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but something else I don't want to think about because I'm like, what's the point of releasing this as an article? But whatever. So they're moving. They're moving forward with the Birds of Prey movie. Oh God. Why? And Why are they doing that? One of the one of the uh, stars of Birds of Prey is going. They want Black Canary. But they're making it a point to say that they are looking for a biracial actress to play the Black Canary. Okay. What's the? I don't. Yeah, exactly. Just like how you said. Okay, that's exactly how. That's like an announcement. Like we're looking for a biracial Black Canary. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. Because everybody else in the that group is probably white, right? But even still, why does she have to be biracial? Because the guy, it's got to have a little bit of white in there. <laughs> but then I'm like, and then why make it like, why is, are you specifically looking for a biracial actress? And then it's like, and my, and then part of me is like, don't you always cast biracial people? Like, even if the person is supposed to be fully black, 
You still cast a biracial act like Storm. Mm. She's fully black, but you still cast Holly Berry. Yeah. And then Alexandra Ship, who's also half white. That uh, or PR? even Jasmine. Jasmine, like she's fully Middle Eastern, but you cast a half white <laughs> Naomi Scott as Jasmine. So it's like, don't y'all do that anyway? It's PR. Cast biracial actresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even but I mean, this even, is a PR move. More times than not, they're not even supposed to be biracial. But this is just the PR move. It's like they're announcing, it's like, look how progressive we are. We're looking for a biracial person. But what is the PR? It's like The PR is, we're looking for somebody that's not white. How about that? How about that? (laughs) Is that good enough for you yet? Michael, are you you okay now? Are you you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, you gotta make everything a case. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find somebody that's biracial, okay? I'm like, She's tra- not gonna be white. Are you happy now? <laughs> I'm like, it's trash. Like, what what is this big announcement? Like, just just I don't even know. Like, you it, it's, it's one thing to say that's what you're looking for, but why make an announcement about it? Like, that's the thing. You have to, how else would you tell people and get brownie points from progressives if you when don't you, announce when it? When you announce the casting, here's Black Canary. No, they want a double dip. They want they want when they cast and when they think about casting. <laughs> It's like she just happened to walk in the room and be the best actress. I don't know. It's just it's stupid. But anyway, speaking of what the Birds of Prey movie, they uh they know who the villain is gonna be for that movie, and the villain for the Birds of Prey movie is going to be Black Mask. For Birds of Prey. Wasn't he rumored to be a Batman villain? Like in the Batman solo he movie was or something? Rumored to be in the bat the villain of the Batman solo movie, but no. Okay. He's going to be the villain. In They're just swapping Earth. out villains. Really. Swapping. <laughs> I mean, they are in the same universe. So Black Mask versus Batgirl, Black Canary, Black Canary and, and Huntress. And Huntress. I'm just like, we're, we're getting a Birds of Prey movie and we still have no movement on the Batman movie. Like we know. That's who the, another thing. We know who the villain is for the Bat, Birds of Prey movie before we even know what the fuck is going on with the Batman movie. We know they're looking for a biracial black canary. We don't even know what the fuck is going on with Batman. Like, is Ben Affleck still Batman? I'm like, what is what is DC doing? Do you doing? even care if he's still Batman? <laughs> That's the real question, Michael. I don't, but it's like... Uh, but at the same time, it's like, what are they doing? I don't know what they're doing. They're fucking up with what they're doing. Like, they're, they're, they're all their movie announcements make no sense. But hey, now I have we can compare them to Sony, at least. So... Theirs make more sense. <laughs> How about that? I'll get to Sony after this story, but so something else that kind of doesn't make sense because Grant Gustin doesn't like it. So, a photo of Grant Gustin in his flash suit <laughs> leaked online, and people were partially thanks to our boy Eunice at World of Flash. Yeah, to the point where Grant Gustin himself like deleted one of his comments from his page because he like I think. Grant Gustin blames Eunice for leaking that photo. Even though he says he didn't leak it. Yeah, he just has his watermark on it. Because he yeah. put his watermark because he posted it. But he said he felt he got it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he just posted it. But he more than like he, he has the biggest fault fo- the bigger following than that person that probably leaked it. Oh yeah. It. So he's a new source for everything flash. Yeah, more so more or less he's probably the reason why I got out there. But anyway, so people were upset. About you know the photo because it didn't and honestly it did look terrible. <laughs> yeah, it did. And so <laughs> I haven't made a post about it on my page. I was like, oh god, please don't let this suit be a season five suit. Because I also really love the season four suit. We just got an upgraded flash. Yeah, suit they just got that suit from the future. So yeah. this raises all sorts of timeline questions. Because like, how are you getting another new suit when that suit is the suit you wore in the future? 
Hmm? So I don't know. I don't necessarily know what the comments were under under uh, the photo, but Grant Gustin is basically saying that you know they were body shaming him and you know calling the photos, people calling the photos trash and yada yada yada. So this is his statement. So here's the thing about the bullshit photo leak. It's a cool suit, and this reminds me of what happened with uh, Zachary Levi, where he went uh, talking about his suit and in the commenters. Nah, all defensive. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, it's a cool suit. That's a terrible photo that I was una- that I was unaware was being taken, much less being posted. Some things need work, and they will be worked on. We'll get there. And then he said about the body shaming. He says, "I do my," b-, but he's like, "Here's the thing that pissed pissed me off." Uh, hold up, my phone just. Okay. <laughs> Grant Gustin hacked your phone. <laughs> Cisco! <laughs> Damn he it! Says, he says, uh, so yeah, some things need to be worked on and 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 uh and we'll get there. As far as the body shaming, that's what pisses me off. Not even just for my sake. I've had 20 plus years of kids and adults telling me or my parents I was too thin. I've had my own journey of accepting it, but there's a double standard where it's okay to talk shit about a dude's body. I do my best to stay in shape and add as much size as I can throughout the seasons. I'm naturally thin, and my appetite is greatly affected by stress. Stress is something that ebbs and flows uh, for me throughout a season. Thus, gaining weight is a challenge for me. I didn't, I didn't cast, I didn't cast a slim actor as the Flash. I guess he's trying to say I didn't get cast to be a slim actor as the Flash. Yeah, but. I went to an audition for a role I never dreamed I'd actually book, but here I am five seasons later. I'm happy with my body and who I am, and other kids who are built like me and thinner than me should be able to feel the same way. Not only that, but they should be able to feel that they could be could be a superhero on TV or film or whatever it may be someday. Of course, he's arguing for representation. That makes sense. Yeah. I love the suit that has been designed for me, and I think that and I think when everyone sees it in its entirety, you will love it too. Things have been adjusted since that leaked photo, since that leaked shot was taken, and more things will continue to be adjusted until it feels right. That's the end of his statement. But I mean, a lot of this reminds me of every single backlash with the Shazam backlash or Andy Ope. Anna Diope or uh, uh, what's his face from X Men, uh, Quicksilver. The backlash with his costume. It's like oh, the silver suit. Yeah, the quick, not not um, mm. not MCU Quicksilver. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, Days of Future Past Quicksilver. It's like it's the same script, different cast about people criticizing, but but yeah, it did look terrible. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I say all that to say, but yeah, but at it the, did. The day, <laughs> I mean, it's not the full. I mean, but he raises a very fair point about the, the double standard. But before the podcast started, I was talking to you about body shaming and how when I made a post about it, I didn't really see that many people making a comment about him being too skinny or what really qualifies his body. If it's just stating someone's skinny is body shaming or saying that they needed to eat and they're disgusting is body shaming. I didn't really see comments like the latter. I saw mostly the former of just like, oh my God, this is terrible. Or the worst case, the reference is being skinny is like oh he's uh, he's really thin in that suit he needs a better suit and i even said i mean i wasn't attacking his his weight or anything but i was like i like the old suit because i think the other suit filled out his frame perfectly like it complemented his frame like he's he's on the thinner side 
but the leather leaked suit photo, the filled him out. The photo was mostly you just saw his 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 head. And eh, it, was, it was the head, the neckline, and the upper torso, and the the ratio from his head to the neckline to the torso made his head look huge. Yeah, and his neckline looked really thin and weird looking. Yeah, look the 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 and even even. Even in the the official photo that he released later on, that everybody's praising, like, "Oh, it looks great," I still think the helmet looks weird. If the helmet looks weird. You mean the the Photoshop picture? Yeah, the Photoshop the official picture. picture. Yeah, the official picture. Yeah, and that's another thing. But he's not only is his neck still kind of weird. It's the neck. It's the jaw area because his his cheeks are still like exposed, so it looks a little weird. But it's his pose too. Like he's not standing straight up like he was in the other photo. He's like now he's like crouched forward into a running pose, and that completely changed. Like as a cosplayer, I know that it's all about the angles. Like what might look pretty good in a pose might not look good when you're just standing straight up and down. Mm-hmm. So like he also posted a picture after that of like him in the mirror with yeah, a selfie. Him in the mirror and he's but then flexing. he's not wearing the full. He's not wearing the the yeah, helmet. With, without the helmet, the suit looks good. Yeah, the suit looks good, but it's just like I need to see the whole thing for full frontal, not just like the suit no, itself. I want to see a full frontal. Yeah, I do. I want to see a full frontal too, baby. I need to see that long <laughs> neck. <laughs> I want to see that long dick. Yeah, I, I knew you were making dirty. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying like the skinny ones always have the big dicks. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is. <laughs> That's the opposite of body shaming. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's not a body. It's definitely not a body shame. Yeah, seriously. But but yeah, I mean, I say all that just to say that like the the end result picture might not like not accurately represent what's gonna look just in him standing around. Yeah, this. Yeah, that one. He's not wearing the gloves or the helmet in that. I mean, even in this, he doesn't look. He doesn't look skinny. He looks. You know, he looks skinny there. He looks. It looks better than that. Like. That leaked photo, but again, it's not. It's they like, didn't show his like his at his uh his was it the torso the middle of the torso it was just the upper torso, and it's because of the neckline. The neckline reminded me of like it gave me bad Captain America from Avengers vibes, like it's just a really shitty looking neckline area, and it's made his head look overly big. Um, but I mean, it looks way better. Yeah, he looks way better in this photo. Yeah, in that than photo the, right there. The leaked photo, but even still, but even I still want to see how the neckline say, even looks. Even in this photo, he's not wearing that helmet. Like I think the helmet, I don't, I don't like the helmet. That's really what it boils down to. Neckline helmet, that yeah. area. Yeah. Um, but we gotta see how it looks in motion. I mean, it, it, again, it's all first impressions, and I get that he was upset, but like I said on my page, I didn't see much direct body shaming. I guess nothing more beyond like, oh, he's skinny. It was more about the suit, how it looks shitty. Um, but I was talking to you before the podcast. I was asking your opinion about what you think, and this might be me being cynical as fuck. But I'm like, I feel like he flipped the script to make it all about him being body shamed, as opposed to people just not liking the suit, which makes it like that way you can win the the mainstream audience. It's like, oh, it looks terrible. Now everyone that was saying it looked terrible, not because he was too skinny, but because it looked terrible. Now all the people have to backtrack and go like, oh no, I mean the suit might not look good, but Grant Gustin looks great. Like, why would you body shame him? Like the 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 headlines became about body shaming more than it became about how bad the suit looks. And in that moment, I felt this weird, like, not camaraderie. I don't feel camaraderie for these people, but I felt I felt like how I feel like the people that don't like Starfire's look feel when they're like, I don't have a problem with the race. I just like the design of the suit. But they're lumped with all the people that just bitched about how she looked in general. And specifically, those people say they don't like because she looks black. But when you're a person just like, I don't like the suit, but I'm being 
but because I don't like how she looks, I'm being lumped in with people that don't like her because she, her because of her race. That's not fair. I felt the same way because I felt like I was being lumped in by just critiquing his suit with people that were critiquing his body. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, I I think part of that is because. Again, this is the internet, and more times than not, the most vocal people are the ones that are being the most negative. Yeah, throwing out slurs, and I'm not on his page, so I don't know if people were like. But my only thing was and I yeah, didn't, I didn't know, see. And I don't it. know what because you said you didn't see it on your page, but I don't know what you don't know what was going on in his comments. Yeah, I saw a few big meme pages post like, "Oh, he looks too skinny," kind of posts, but. Nothing I would have classified as body shaming until Grant Gustin was like, don't body shame me, bro. And it was like, oh, okay. But he makes a good point. Like, There's a double standard about like, but then body also, shaming I guess guys as opposed to women. If you've been hearing it all your life. Oh, you mean like he's like triggered by it? Yeah. That too. There's also that. But I mean, like, I don't know. I, I do see where he's coming from. There is a double standard. He's right. But then that raised another question that I was talking to you about before the podcast. And I'm actually curious what the audience thinks as well. Cause I couldn't really get an answer out of you and neither of us really knew the answer, but it's like this creates, I'm using that word again, slippery slope. <laughs> this creates a slippery slope where it's like, yeah, man, anybody with any body type should be able to, to act as whoever they like, whoever, if, if what's his name, Zachary Levi was a little small as Shazam. Should we body shame him to get put on more muscles? But then I'm like, that creates a very slippery slope where it's like anybody can can, can portray any any character, even if they don't fit that character. Isn't that the physically. whole message of cosplay though? For cosplay, but these are roles in a movie. Like you know, what I mean, cosplay is your hobby. That's you. you. What you do is doesn't affect anyone. But when you're when you are representing that character to mainstream audiences around the world, there's a little bit more responsibility there to at least embody the character a little bit closer. That's what fans want anyway. But then I find myself conflicting with the other argument of, but yeah, a black girl could play Domino. But yeah, a black girl could be Starfire. That's not as good an example because she's fucking an alien in comics. But like, uh, yeah, a black guy could be Human Torch. But it's like, that ignores those hardcore fans that do want one-to-one parody with the comics. But it's like, well, what's Mary Jane, for example? She's a black, she's just a girl with red hair, and it's her relationship with Peter that defines her. So yeah, Zendaya as MJ, she can be Mary Jane, why not? But then you start getting that slippery slope of like, how much can you strip away from the character before it's not that character anymore? And then we get mad at things for like, uh, Fantastic Four, the, the new one, Fantastic for doing things that are completely like not what the comics did at all, and doing it poorly. So it's like, is it only when things are good? And they're different that we don't mind? Or does it have to be a one-to-one parody at all times? Is it sometimes? Is it, for me and you, a bias because we are black and we do want to see more black representation so we're fine with those changes? Like, I, it became like this this slowly unraveling yarn ball of logic where I'm like, I don't know what the right answer is anymore. Because I want to say someone like Grant Gustin, his body type, should never play a Superman. But let's say Grant Gustin did get, uh, did get cast as Superman. Am I a hypocrite for being like, you don't really have Superman's body type, bro? And he's like, well, you're body shaming me then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where's the line? Don't I'm, look at me. I don't know. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's the only way I can explain this. Because I've been having all these, like, very down the middle, liberal, not liberal, not conservative thoughts. So, like, 
it's just, I don't know, it makes you look at your logic and like, because Joe Rogan's a very logical dude. So like, I'm getting to that point where I'm like, yeah, I want to defend Zendaya because I think that she... Because I'm like, you can make that argument by anything then. Well, there has to be a limit. Like, you can't be like, well, obviously his curly Q isn't in the exact same way that Superman's was in the comics, so I don't like this casting. You gotta let some stuff go. But like, yeah, it, but that, that leniency and that acceptance of representation in some cases does open up an issue if, let's say, a, a Grant Gustin is Superman. I was gonna say, because like, like I said, like for the majority of the roles, like Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, none of them look like Bruce Wayne from the comics. No, but they were white. So it's close enough. <laughs> like Bruce Wayne is like six foot four. The yeah. only person that's been close to that is Ben Affleck. But even he got backlash. Like physically, he looks like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But even still, it was like Ben Affleck is Batman. Fuck that. It's hashtag not my Batman. Yeah. But he still looks like, like in terms of like panel for panel, he looks the most accurate. But even people still had a problem with that. They wanted Michael Keaton, but Michael Keaton is like five foot eight. But he doesn't look anything like the Bruce Wayne version of Batman. So it's like, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> like where you draw the line. Yeah. Like, I don't, that's the question though. Cause like you're not, you're never going to get one to one parody with a comic. That's what argument with anything. Cause really truth of the matter is if you take, if you're taking the comics and how they actually look, nobody can be cast as comic. Like nobody really looks like any of these characters from the comics. Okay, yeah, but there are certain qual. I think maybe maybe it's dependent on what those the qualities the character like. It has to be like um, uh, case by case. So whatever the most outstanding qualities are for any given character, the actor selected for that role has to in some way be able to exemplify those qualities. So like if you think Superman, a big quality for Superman is his strength. Strength and muscularity. So that goes into what makes a good Superman a good Superman. Someone like Static Shock, you don't need somebody that's super like jacked. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's not a quality that you're looking for in a character like that. Yeah, because I would say like Jason Momoa looks nothing like Aquaman. Yes. And he acts nothing like Aquaman. That too. Well, he acts like certain versions. Like, he, he kind of acts like the, the dude bro version from um, uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. I Outrageous! Say, I was going to say, even the, Bat, even the Aquaman version with the hook hand doesn't no. necessarily doesn't no. act like... He's way more regal and polished. He's a completely different version of the character, but people also don't really give a fuck about the classic Aquaman with the blonde hair and the boring everything. I mean, well, they do, because that's what got him, like, the Jeff Johns version, which is that same version of Aquaman, is what got him the movie, more or less. People started caring about Aquaman because of Jeff Johns' run of Aquaman, and that's the more polished version of Arthur. But the, but the but world, the movie, that's comic book fans, the, but the mainstream, the world at large, when they think of Aquaman, they're still thinking about Super Friends. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to them... Anything else other than the Super Friends suit Aquaman is an improvement. So Jason Moe is like, yeah, he's cool. Fuck yeah, why not? But I'm saying the, 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 the reason behind the fact that we're getting an Aquaman movie is because of that Jeff Johns New 52 run of Aquaman. That's the only reason. We, and and that's, why he's in, that's why he was put in the Justice League because of that. And that's the more polished version as opposed to what we're getting. Like, that's nothing like anything like the Aquaman that Jeff Johns created. Mm. Look and attitude. 
So it's like, what is this? What is this version of Aquaman? They're trying to reinvent him to be cool for the mainstream audiences. But no, like, that's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no pushback on Jason Momoa. Really, it's like, I maybe mean, at first it was like he doesn't really look like Aquaman. But then there's also like a shrug, like a, a different shrug around the world of like I don't care. I understand, but that's <laughs> it's like kinda, whatever. But that's kind of my point. Like, what? Where's the line? Like, why is it that he doesn't get pushback? And he's nothing like Aquaman, but then somebody like it's. Char- I just want to say it's case by case. I think it's like each character, not uh, the popularity is a factor. What their characteristics are, are a factor, like um, their history in the comics or in TV shows, and like how mainstream they are because of those comics and TV shows is a factor. Like that, those are all different factors that add up to how much you care about how close they represent that comic book character or how little they do. I think. But then, you know, like I, I keep going back to the example of Grant Gustin, if he was cast as Superman, and he, he would get what he considers to be body shaming, I think. Because people would be like, Superman is not thin like that, bro. And it's like, who are you telling me who Superman is? I'm Superman, so obviously yes, this Superman is. And then you get the hashtags, not my Superman, and all that stuff. But it's like... I mean, you say the same thing about The Flash. Like, The Flash is not... Skinny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what he's experiencing right now. So there you go. You can use the Flash himself as a character. Or even Finn Jones and Iron Fist. We we talked about. Yeah. But and that's another thing, because I mean running fast. I I'm cool with skinny Flash because you're a runner. Whatever. Skinny Iron Fist. Yeah, but you're the greatest like, martial artist. You, you look at a runner's body. They're not. They don't. They're not like skinny. They can't be like a long distance runner. <coughs> they they have muscle tone, but they're skinny. But but they're, they're kind of like a not 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 as built as Bruce Lee, but they're 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 still kind of big. Like look at you, uh, like think of Usain Bolt. Like he's skinny, but he's not like skinny. He's also a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a factor. Yeah. <laughs> That's a factor. <laughs> We're built bigger, <laughs> stronger, faster. Racist. <laughs> Am I wrong though? <laughs> Am I wrong though? <laughs> It's not racist to call Asian people short. It's just like genetically. It's racist. <laughs> just I'm body shaming. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just an interesting thought because it it creates the the it, it creates the possible issue down the line where anybody can potentially play anything. But is that what we actually want? I don't know. It's not really. In some ways, we're hypocritical for saying like, yeah, Zendaya can be Mary Jane, but. I don't know. What's what's an obvious example of that? Uh, Scarlett Johansson can't be Matoso Kusanagi. There you go. See what I'm saying? Like, or play a trans. There you go. Doubly, there you go. <laughs> it's a little. It's hypocritical, but it's like, but why? But why? But why do we feel one way about these things and yet a different way about those things? Some of it because is white. Because you, white not, punch. You don't want to punch down. It's not because it's not even. <laughs> Yeah, because white's more represented in the mainstream, so we're trying to balance that out. But it's like, okay, what about ugly people? There's no ugly people in Hollywood. Should we have why, a full ugly cast in Justice League too? That's why. Like, people, that's why when people say stuff like, if I like, if somebody makes a comment, it'd be like, well, if I said the same thing, I'd be labeled a racist. So why is it that you can say it and I can't? And it's like because it's not even. Like, you go through 400 plus years of slavery and then 100 plus years of Jim Crow. 
and, you know, being denied jobs and yada, 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 and advertising telling you this race is more beautiful and you're not beautiful. And then we can call it even. And then you can say the things that you like, like the whole uh, debate with the nigger. Like, well, why is it that you could say it? You you can call Jordan a nigger or whatever, but if I say it, I'm called a racist. Even I don't mean it that way. But here's the it's thing: like, you're specifically talking about white people. But when we get into like the body, like the body shaming thing and body type, it's not just a white versus minority thing. It becomes about. But it's still, but it's still about uh, not being equal because like. When, uh, so you want fat Justice the, League? Huh? You want a whole team of fat Justice League characters? Every every character: Superman's fat, Flash is fat, Wonder Woman's fat. Big boned, whatever you want to say. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Overweight, overweight and ugly, because we don't see that in the media at all. Well, no, so should we be would, arguing for well, that? That's not what I was saying. I was just talking but about. That's a, but that's the slippery slope as logic creates. Because it's like, well, we never see uh, uh, an overweight Green Lantern. Now we, we cast Jack Black as Green Lantern. Would you be cool with that? Fuck no. <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> no. But you could, if Jack Black got on a high horse and was like, well, I'm overweight, so we never see that in, so we never see that in, in mainstream media, so shouldn't you be praising me for, like, you know, breaking the, the well, that's the, why we're the, getting the, the faith, the, the social norm, we're getting the faith movie, about the overweight superhero, that's one example, but I'm saying, if these things were to be cast in our mainstream superhero shows, like, how would you feel about it, and there is a level of hypocrisy there, because on some things, I'd be like, that's cool, and not even white versus minorities, just like in general, like just body types, sexuality. Like if there was a, uh, we're going to make Batman gay. I'm sorry. But if they were like, we're going to make Batman gay and Batman's gay now. And it's going to be part of the plot. And it's actually going to be a thing where we talk about him being gay. I'd be like, that's not my Batman. Like, that's not, you can make anyone else Batman. He has a whole bunch of kids. <laughs> I'm just saying like this, I don't know. Probably gonna get a bunch of people, like angry emails like oh I can't believe you said that but a bunch of little boys. <laughs> Are you with me on that though? Do you I do you do you under got to the gay Batman part? <laughs> but see that's where your bias comes in. You just you just want a gay Batman because you're gay. But like, what about everybody else? Fuck everybody else. Oh there you go. <laughs> see that's the that's the hypocrisy of the liberal agenda. <laughs> White conservative vision over here that's me that's me <laughs> give me all your hate mail <laughs> anyway so moving on see how you skirted past that even when even giving an answer <laughs> i did give an answer what fuck everybody yes. <laughs> that's the answer fuck fuck everyone that isn't me but see that's the same logic a white guy could use like, well, I could be like, well, fuck them. Fuck, fuck the black people that say like, oh, well, uh, it's, it's okay because blah, 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 blah. But it's like, uh, no, Human Torch is white. Well, most of them do say that. Fuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Ruby Rose was cast as Batwoman. And most people know her from Orange is the New Black. And I think she was in The Meg, which we didn't see. No. <laughs> and she was in Resident Evil, the final chapter, which I didn't see. She was in Triple X, Return of Xander Cage, which I didn't see. And she's going to be in uh, John Wick, Chapter 2. I heard... Oh, I guess this might be the news. Never mind. Yeah, I heard she was a terrible actress. That too. <laughs> I was actually going to say something about Twitter. Yeah. Is that what's in the news? How what? She, she, got off, she left Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the oh, very okay. next thing. Okay. But yeah, basically... Just like Anna Diope, just like John Boyega. It's happening more and more frequently. Just like Lena, uh, not Lena Waithe, uh, what's her name? Shuri. 
I can't think of the uh, actress' name. Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright. Just like many, just like all those people before her, she left Twitter because. So you can cast anything now. You just got to leave Twitter preemptively. Basically, because <laughs> of all the fans coming after her. Yeah. Uh, based on her casting. It's but, fucking ridiculous. Uh, a lot of people were praising her. Of and course. why? Why though? Just because she's a bad actress? I don't even know why she left. Was it because she was a bad actress? People were giving her shit for that, or. Uh, like, was it about her that they were... Hacking? I don't know. It just says in the article she left Twitter following uh, backlash regarding her casting as Batwoman. But all it's showing in the article are uh, tweets of praise. It's not showing what the actual controversial tweets are. That's weird. Yeah, I'm scrolling through the article now, but it just said, yeah, I don't see. So I don't know what, I don't know what people are saying. Maybe she did it preemptively. She's like, I know how this goes. I'm getting out now. But yeah, it, it's it the only way it makes sense. But yeah, it says Ruby Rose has claimed she's quitting Twitter following backlash regarding her Batwoman casting. Okay. <coughs> but yeah, like I said, I heard she's a terrible actress. And apparently, uh, according to some people that say she's a terrible person. <laughs> Whoa, why? How did that because, come about? Because there's uh, there was an article about her a couple years ago about her throwing... Uh, napkins and cursing out the weight, 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 uh, the weight staff in New Orleans. Oh, okay. And they that. always say it says a lot about a person with how you how you treat like servers. Okay. And so yeah, people are saying she's a bad person because because of that story that came out a couple years ago. Which I mean, I read the article, but yeah, I didn't know anything because I've never heard of her until they uh they came out with this news. But yeah, a lot of people are saying she's was she was bad in Orange Is the New Black. And so I don't know. I'm gonna see how she does, but she's she identifies as queer, so she's actual. Oh, so she's actually a lesbian, like the character. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had no issue with that. I thought she looked sexy, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, damn." Okay. I didn't know. I didn't watch anything she's been in, really. So. Yeah, I haven't seen. Or, that. or remember the things that I have seen that she's been in. I remember her specifically. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. I'm. I'm. <sighs> Oh, she was that mute chick in John Wick. What mute chick? Wasn't she the mute chick in John Wick 2? No, she's going to be in John Wick 3. Wait, she wasn't the chick that was mute? Remember the, the assassin chick that we were like, the whole movie, like, oh, she's going to do some shit. And then John Wick takes her out in like two hits. Oh, wait, no. John Wick Chapter 2. Yeah. That's right. Now I remember her. But again, I, I actually remember her because of the hairstyle. Like that pixie cut she's got going. I mean, I guess, I mean, maybe that was her, but she didn't talk in that, so I can't really gauge her acting. Yeah. She's good. She acted enough with body language that I was like, oh, she's about to do some shit. But then she didn't do yeah, nothing. she didn't do shit. That's, that's different than what Batwoman's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully she'll actually do some shit as Batwoman. <laughs> hopefully. Oh, uh, here's here's one here's one uh, tweet speaking of oh it's gonna be played by a queer world well this is a different form of representation finding out that hashtag Batwoman isn't going to be played by a Jewish woman like she should be he said disappointed but not surprised that's kind of a, the internet in a nutshell isn't it <laughs> disappointed but not surprised uh, so, so I, ju I just googled more some more tweet here we go Ruby is great, but she is not the only queer actress out there. I'm very disappointed with this news. I was looking forward to a fresh face representing Batwoman. Uh, here's another one. 
Interesting how the CW pretends to care about the LGBTQ community by hiring someone who has a history of outing people to play Batwoman. All they care about is money and catering to the straight white demographic. The majority of fans have spoken. Recast Batwoman. That's the only one I see so far. Those only, yeah, those only ones I see. Hmm. About. But yeah, I heard about that too. How she has a, she had a history of outing people that weren't out the closet, and telling people that revealing that they're actually LGBT. What? I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard about that. I don't know who she outed, but even I mean, this tweet even brings it up. But I heard I read heard about that too. Oh, that sucks. But yeah, I don't know the story. Batwoman, everyone. <laughs> I, saying, I don't know the story behind that, but yeah, Batwoman. Outing your sexuality if you don't want it. <laughs> oh, that's what heroes do. Yeah, well, speaking of something else that heroes do. Oh, she was hot. Shut up, Bob. You're gay. What? <laughs> Sony thinks they're heroes. Okay. And so Sony with... Their acquisition of uh, of the Spider Man verse, they have the license to a total of like nine hundred Marvel characters, and so they're really trying to lean into that with with the Venom movie, and so Sony is trying to really create its own cinematic universe with the Spider Man characters, and they want to call it S U M C, which stands for. Sony's universe of Marvel characters. Yes, exactly. Sony's universe of Marvel characters. Yeah. It's like slapping somebody with your dick. It's like, ah, we've got your characters. You're going to do nothing about it. And so basically with that, their plans, of course, which all hinge on Venom and its performance, but basically... You know, if Venom d- does, it makes, you know, box office success and all that other stuff. Of course, they already announced Morbius, but, you know, if Sony doesn't do well, I'm pretty sure Morbius is going to get put put back on the table. Uh, they're, they're looking at, I already mentioned that they got the Equalizer 2 screenwriter doing Craven the Hunter. But also with that, you know, I talked about they're looking to do a Silk movie. Yeah. They're looking to do another character called... That's actually the most I'm looking forward. Like, I'm looking forward to the Silk movie more than anything. Yeah. But they're also looking... But that's... But you brought up a great point. If it's animated... Yes. But it's not going to be, is it? Probably. I don't think so. It doesn't say animated. It says movie. That'd be great if they tied it together to make an animated universe. But they're also looking to do another character called Jackpot. I don't know who the fuck that... Who the fuck is that? Exactly. Is that Mary Jane? I think it's Mary Jane. Is Mary Jane? Because you hit the jackpot, Tiger. Like, I think at one point she becomes a superhero named Jackpot. I'm about to I Google wanna it. I want to say that's, that, that's what happens. I am about to Google it right now. Yeah, fact check me because I don't know shit about comics. <laughs> no, Jackpot is Elena Jobson. Okay, never mind. I have no idea who that is. Elena. Wait. What? Yeah, her real name is Elena Jobson. Her alias is Sarah Etret. But it says Sarah Etret was a, re- a registered superhero and lived in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? I'm not going to go into that. But what is her powers? Her powers originate from mutant growth hormone. Uh, and she possesses superhuman strength, 
speed, agility, reflex, that's tip the standard shit. And durability enough that she can uh, go toe-to-toe with Spider-Man. And she's also bulletproof. Sweet. So, a jackpot movie. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it either. And, of course, I mentioned they're also looking to do Night's Watch. Or Night Watch. Uh, the basically bootleg spawn, which yeah. they want Spike Lee to direct. Oh, this is so fucking terrible. And... Silver and Black is now not off the table yeah, it's anymore. It's not canceled. They're gonna it's make it two canceled. different movies. They're gonna movies? make it two different movies: a Black Cat movie and a Silver Sable movie. Okay, this is an impressive feat because it's like it's it's one thing to have a bad idea, but now you turn, got two bad ideas. Yeah, turn that one bad idea into two bad ideas. Like that's a feat. It's like no, we're gonna double down on this bad idea and make it more bad ideas. It's like what? Come on, Sony, you're trolling at this point. It's gotta be a troll. No. And also with that, they want to, uh, I think they want to try to pressure uh, Marvel and the MCU a little bit because at the end of the day, they still own Spider-Man. And I believe after Spider-Man Far Away From Home, their contract with Marvel is up in terms of uh, the MCU using being able to use Spider-Man. And so in this article, they also talked about like having uh, like... Uh, having Venom, like that's why that's why they don't want Venom to be rated R, and they wanted to be PG thirteen because maybe Venom could show up in the MCU. Maybe Marvel will let us borrow like Hawkeye, for example. Maybe Marvel might let Captain America show up and wanted in the Craven the Hunter movie. So I think they're trying to go, gonna try to strong arm Marvel slash Disney, kind of like what Movie Pass wanted to do with the movie theaters. That'd be fucking terrible. Let us put the shit in your universe, or you can't have Spider Man. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, if I was Disney, I'd be like, go ahead. That's why I don't want any of this to be successful. Any of it. If one of these movies crosses that line, then Sony has a, like a, a bargaining chip. Fuck that. I hope Venom bombs. I hope it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I wish it all the ill will now. I, I do too. And, uh, hold on, let me see. What, what was the quote? So yeah, so so here it is. So they're saying this is the reason why they don't want Venom to be rated R, because uh, some members of Sony's brain trust believe that the film should push the very limits of PG-13 without crossing over into a higher rating. The feeling is that it will give the studio greater leeway for future installments that will feature Spider-Man, something Venom does not do. Any Spider-Man movie would carry a PG-13 rating because the wall crawl is more family-friendly and the Venom is too dark and gory, it might preclude other film matchups, not just with Peter Parker's alter ego. So basically, like I said, going to what I uh, mentioned earlier, so yeah, Marvel's uh, contract is up. So then if if Sony decides not to renew, they can take Tom Holland or they could be like, hey, we just did this Venom movie. Your contract is up. Can we can we play ball? Like, you know, if, we, if you want to re-up the contract, you got to let us use some of your characters. Or you got to let... Because I, I think uh, the contract is just for Spider-Man. That's fucking terrible. I'm getting... like I know you're just... Like, you're, you're enacting what Sony would say, but, like, you look so sleazy to me right now. <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to play ball with some of your characters. We're going to play ball with ours. Like, but then no. why, else, but, but why else would they say that? Like, we don't want... To make Venom rated R because that would that would uh, 
Uh, it says the feeling is it will give the studio greater leeway for future installments that will feature Spider-Man. Yeah, no, I think it's Sony's Sony's intention is definitely to get some of the MCU shine. And it's like a... Pa- they are Venom! They are a leech on the Marvel brand! They are a parasite that they is are. trying to take over. Because <laughs> Sony... What is it? The Sony universe of Marvel characters. What are you doing? It's like they're holding a, like a shield with the Marvel brand in their hand. Like, you can't hit us because we have Marvel in front of us. You can't do it. But then it's like, <laughs> but you're also messing up what you have with the... the your your uh, your contract with the MCU. Yeah. Because now you're taking all his fucking rogues gallery and spinning them off into their own movies mm-hmm. without establishing them first in a Spider-Man movie. Yep. And taking away the connection you have there. So it's like... It different. I'd have a little more faith if I at least thought their end goal was just to make a Sinister Six like movie. Like, you know what I mean? If, if that was still on the table for them... If they never let go of that dumbass plan from before with the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Like, if they were like, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to spin out each of the Sinister Six characters into their own movie and then make a Spider-Man movie with the Sinister Six. I'd respect them a little bit more if they were doing that. But from, like, the, the list you just gave, it doesn't even seem like they're doing that. Nightwatch? Yeah, Nightwatch. Silver Watch. Sable and Black Cat? The fuck? Uh, who? They're not... None of them are Sinister Six. Yeah, Jackpot. Jackpot? Who, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is Jackpot? So next, the Lizard's going to get his own movie. They already talked about possibly doing a Mysterio movie. They want to get Jake Gyllenhaal. But it's like, no, that's Marvel's. Let let, let this stay. I hate you, Sony. I hate you. All right, Anakin. So, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Sony right now. Uh, But Dora the Explorer is getting her own movie. (laughs) oh yeah I was like stop lying I'm like oh wait that's true <laughs> I forgot that that was true yeah they released the first image and she I mean she looks kind of old so she looks hot I shouldn't be like damn Dora's kind of fine like that's not okay because yeah, I think she's a grown woman yeah but yeah Dora 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 the Explorer filming filming has begun for the live action Dora the Explorer movie who the I'm not even gonna. <laughs> it's like, who the fuck is? Who wants this? I I, I, I care Every, more. Everybody, everybody wants this. But, but it says I, here's the here's the synopsis. Oh yeah, please tell me this. What is Dora this? the Explorer stars Isabella Moiner, Transformers: The Last Night, Sicario, and Instant Family. I don't know what that is. So wait, I guess that's the, wait, the, what I girl guess that's from, the girl from Transformers. The little girl. The the young girl. I guess. Who's that picture again? She was Spanish, wasn't she? I think so. Is she? <laughs> or since she's hot, I'm not about to be arrested like James Gunn. Am I? Like, <laughs> you might be. <laughs> if you go to the Blurred Version podcast, if you skip to whatever the timestamp is, you're going to hear how he totally sexualizes a minor. I'm about to look it up right now. <laughs> yeah, please confirm if I'm a fucking pedophile. Yes, you are. She's 17. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, that's annoying. <laughs> you would still go to jail. What state? <laughs> Every state. Really? I thought there was a state where if you're 17, it's okay, it's legal. Only if you're at a certain you're if you're at a, if the other person is at a certain age. Oh really? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh no! Wee wee! No! They're taking me away, my god! <laughs> anyway. Threaten to quit. <laughs> That's the only way I'll get. I'll 
I'll be able to come back. <laughs> anyway, Dora the Explorer. I'm ignoring all wow, of this. Wow, you wouldn't even do it. <laughs> what am I quitting? We're not getting paid for nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Take a stand. Dora the Explorer stars Isabella Moyer in, in the film's title role. Having spent most of her life exploring the jungle with her parents, nothing could prepare Dora for the most dangerous adventure ever. High school. Oh, no. Anyway. What? Always the explorer, Dora quickly finds herself leading Boots, her best friend, a monkey, Diego, and a ragtag group of teens on a live-action adventure to save her parents and solve the impossible mystery behind the lost Inca civilization. Oh, this is fucking terrible. Yeah, I'm like, oh no. Like, if they had High gone... School. <laughs> oh like, no. Remember when they announced it and Michael Bay was attached and then he immediately dropped off? Yeah. If they had done it as a parody... As an hour and a, a ninety-minute parody of Dora the Explorer, and this threw in a bunch of like you know over-the-top action movie tropes and shit like that, it might be a fun movie. But this just sounds like like what is this audience? What is who's this for? It sounds like it's a generic movie, but with Dora the Explorer in it. Tomb Raider diversity. Dora the Explorer. Is that is that what we're doing? We're yay diversity for this. Yay diversity. <laughs> It's a map. 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 This is trash. I hate society. (laughs) Our society is falling apart. Yay, diversity. Mm, No. (laughs) Well, speaking... More like yay, diversity? (laughs) Speaking of which, yay, black people. So, Idris Elba is now being helmed as the front runner to play James Bond once Daniel Craig... Finishes uh, his run as uh, as Bond. So, yay, diversity. Yay, like black that. people. Yeah. Don't be biased, Jordan. <laughs> oh, because he's black? <laughs> yeah, James Bond is white. Yeah. Well, James Bond's a code name, too. A white code name. A <laughs> white code name. <laughs> Only white people can, be, can have the code name, James Bond. If you're black, you're Tyrone Bond or Jamal Bond. <laughs> white race. White. You're but quite white. Some more, some more black people, which I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but whatever. Okay, I don't, I still don't, I don't care, but whatever. So Javon Wade, this is him. He's been cast as Cyborg in the Doom Patrol movie. So oh, okay. Instead of putting him Wait, in Doom Patrol, that was a TV show. Or yeah, TV show. Instead Doom of putting Doom. him in Titans, he's gonna be in Doom Patrol, which I'm like, I don't get it. Maybe they're all connected, and, and eventually in season two... I mean, it's all, it's all going to the DC streaming service, so technically it is going to be connected, but I'm like... Wait, no, it's not... Wait, it doesn't mean it's technically connected. It just means it's on the same network or same platform. I mean, like, maybe they're building a universe. I'm a... That's what I'm thinking. I'm assuming... Why not do... Like, kind of... I'm thinking, like... Really? The, why not? Because it's WBDC. I'm that's why I, not. But I'm thinking, like, the Netflix. <laughs> like, it's all connected. The Netflix shows, if they're all connected... That's, that's also Marvel. <laughs> yeah. And CW does it, but, I mean, you know, WB's been known for bad decision-making, so... I'm I assuming, very easily see them not if, connecting Yeah, I'm it. like, if they're smart, like the Swamp Thing and all that other stuff, they're gonna be... If. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... By the way, I'm just like, Cyborg on Doom Patrol and not... But otherwise, why would you care about Doom Patrol? Because Doom Patrol also thought was a Beast Boy thing. He started off in Doom Patrol. Yeah. But you need somebody in there that's like a character we know. Like, otherwise... But even then, it's like, Cyborg's not... I don't give a fuck about him. They don't know what to do with Cyborg, and and even in the comics. Yeah. Are you a teen, or are you in Justice League? 
whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a leader. Then when you get your own solo comic, like, what the fuck are you doing in yeah. your solo comic? Yeah. They fuck Cyborg all so, up. Yay, black people. Yay, black people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on, they're doing... So you are a fan. You said you were a fan of the Star Trek movies. Yeah, and Chris. Well, movie really the first one mostly. But and yeah. Chris Pine, Chris Pine, and Chris Hemsworth had major roles in those Star Trek movies. Well, they're talking about doing. They were talking. They were talking about doing a Star Trek four, but the future of Star Trek four is now in 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 doubts because the deals between Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. Mm, they fell through. So either they're going to scratch Star Trek 4 or they're going to recast Kirk, Captain Kirk, in Star Trek 4, which I'm just like, mm, just reboot it. Because Zachary Quinto and all of them. <laughs> reboot again. Yeah, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana, everybody else is still, they're, they're, they're on board. But Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, I guess maybe they, I guess they want more money. That's why the deal maybe So fell. why Chris Hemsworth? Because that's his dad, right? So it, I don't do know. a flashback? I don't know who Chris Hemsworth's playing. I thought Chris Hemsworth was Chris Pond's Pond, Chris Pine's father in the first one. Chris and Chris. Yeah, wasn't it? I don't remember. I feel like it was. But for whatever reason, they're they're the only they're the only two that aren't uh, that aren't signed on. Everybody else is signed back. But yeah, I th- I, usually when it's stuff like that, it's it's because they it's either the actors or whatever they want more money. Hey, whatever. I'm not pining for <laughs> I'm not pining for a Star Trek movie. <laughs> get it? Cuz Chris Pine. Yeah, I I got I get, get it. I got it. Michael, did you get it? <laughs> because the, Pines. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Well, something you might be pining for. <laughs> Puns. So, Man of Steel 2 is not happening. What? Who what? said? Huh? Who said? I haven't heard any announcement. I mean, that's true. Okay. But you know what is happening? Oh, God, what? Supergirl. Oh, yeah. A Supergirl yeah, movie is in the works. I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that this might have been an attempt by Warner Brothers DC because Henry Cavill wants more money for a solo Superman movie. So this is their way to be like, well, we could do a Supergirl movie to negotiate with Henry Cavill and be like, all right, all right, all right. You know what? If you're gonna do that, then I'll, I'll I'll take less money, and I'll I'll be in Superman too, and then just have Supergirl as a cameo, that kind of thing. I I I don't know if that's true at all, but that's what I've heard. I don't I don't I don't necessarily think that's true. Why are they making a Supergirl movie, Michael? It makes and, no sense. And, exactly. I, I, and and they already uh they already got a screenwriter for it. His name's Owen Uzo. I don't know what the fuck he's done. Uh. It's like all these turning the whole DCEU fem. Owen Uzo made his breakthrough by writing Mortal Kombat Rebirth, which was uh uh the 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 web the web uh series with uh what's his face is Jax. Mm -hmm. He's the one that he wrote that. But Supergirl, I'm not excited. I'm not excited at all. Like I don't. That's why I like Man of Steel too. Like, yeah, that's why I like with. So yeah, Man of Steel two isn't happening. Supergirl can be a Man of Steel. But they announced too. four Joker movies, eight Harley Quinn movies, a Black Hawk movie, uh, a New Gods. We're getting Supergirl. Yeah, that's stupid. It's all stupid. Green all, Lantern. All stupid. Green Lantern Corps. Um, what else did they announce? 
it's almost like WB's like, whatever you want, Lobo, fuck it. Lobo, Lobo movie. <laughs> We're going to give you all the things you don't ask for. The Take Flash that. going through four different directors, and yet we still have no announcement. Of yeah, are we a, any closer to that movie even coming out? No. <laughs> Seems like the Flash movie is running in circles. <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. So anyway, uh, because of his health and you know age and stuff like that, Stanley is no longer doing public autograph signings. Okay. Uh, the statement is: as many of you know, Stanley has been getting older, and as such, signing opportunities are getting more rare. And getting books signed that are eligible for G C G C signatures series. I don't know what that means. Grading is becoming more difficult. Mm. The exact date and location of uh wait, the exact date and location of the signings will not be announced for security reasons. Oh, I guess he's doing one more. So we are simply authorized to announce accepting books early. What well, 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 none of this matters. So but yeah. Basically, yeah, Stanley would no longer be showing up at like Comic Cons and all that other stuff. Makes sense. The man's getting owed. And so, uh, oh yeah, Power Rangers. So, Power Rangers sequel with Hasbro is uh, very early in development. So, I guess this more or less confirms that they are doing a sequel to the original. Uh, uh, Lionsgate movie. Yeah, Lionsgate movie in uh, 97. 97. Whoa. <laughs> 2017. <laughs> like, huh? But yeah, it says a film studio to develop a new pot. Yeah. So they're, they're in early development for that. So yay, Power Rangers. I guess you're excited. Hell yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited too. Because I, I was a fan. For the Green Ranger. I want to see that. Yeah, I was a, I was a fan of, of, of that. Yeah. So. Just more action next time, guys. That's all I'm asking for. Who knows? Well... Finally, so MoviePass is trash, but I guess in their way of trying to uh, get more money, they released their first, they're releasing their first movie original production, and it's going to be starring Bruce Willis. Okay. And the movie is going to be called 10 Minutes Gone, and it's going to follow the uh, follow a man who gets hit by a stray bullet after a bank heist goes wrong. <laughs> okay. And as a result, he loses 10 minutes of his memory and must remember who sabotaged the heist. Meanwhile, a powerful crime boss is determined to recover the money. Oh, okay. So, movie pass. That's the way of trying to get money. Because of that, like, because now, now they're at the point that They've increased their prices from $9.95 to $14.95. But also with that, they increased their prices, but now they also decreased their service. Now, instead of being able to see one movie a day, you could only see three movies a month. It's three movies a month? Yes. That was three a week? No. All right, I'm, I'm, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the email from him. I was like, all right, that's not bad. That sounds pretty good. But you're saying, I thought it was three a week. Oh, maybe I misread that. Wait, am I wrong? No, I think it's three three movies a month. That's fucking terrible. 
I mean, I guess you're still yeah. You can see money. up to Movie Pass customers will be able to see up to three movies a month. Stupid. <laughs> That's just dumb. Welcome to Movie Pass. And you can't watch IMAX or 3D. No, I mean surcharge. I said charge. Charge. Fuck that. Fuck Movie Pass. Boycott Movie Pass. They fucked us. They even buy us dinner first. They fucked us. So yeah, so that's 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 Movie Pass. Did it? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I got one. I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> so we're ending on dour Movie Pass news. I mean, the next one was gonna be kind of dour. I I, 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 I think I'll probably rage out about this. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep you since you're already tired. I'm not gonna have you rage out in the podcast. It's cool. We'll end on the movie. No, nah, I want to talk about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, so the Oscars are releasing, and, and I feel like this is a way to just boost ratings because nobody gives a fuck about the Oscars anymore. Okay. But it pisses me off because basically they're announcing. <laughs> You're like so tired and now you all passionate about something. Like I'm still tired, but okay. it's making me more passionate because I just want to get it out. But basically. They're uh, making an entire new category for the Oscars called the popular film category. Mm. And as for their way to nominating things like Black Panther or The Avengers or any any mainstream movie that because, you know, more and more times than not genre movies comic book movies or anything like that they never get nominated for Oscars even though some of them are good like The Dark Knight or yeah. like this year alone Logan which is the uh, first comic book movie in history got nominated for best screenplay mm. so now I feel like also I feel like the Oscars they're scared because of these comic book movies are getting better and better and it's getting to the point that there's no excuse that some of them are not nominated for uh, for Oscars mm. But now, instead of their way of trying to work around that, is that well, well, let's have a, a a popular you know film category where it's like it's it's a cop out. Well, yeah, why not just those same movies in the other categories and actually have them win? Yeah, or or but no, or, expand, sounds like, or expanding the categories like yeah. best horror film or something like that. That is not. There's no best horror film. No. What? best horror category or anything like that because now it's, now it's like well and I, and that's not to say this this should be nominated for an Oscar but it's like oh well Black Panther you don't really deserve an Oscar but we could put you in the best cat you know the the, the popular film category was like you know you get a participation award you don't you're you aren't good enough to really get an Oscar but yeah here's a little participation award it just seems like the out of touch or something white guys like, something like, like get out it's like yeah, here's a granted Get Out was nominated, but it's like yeah, here's a little participation trophy. But, but it like, sounds like to me it's the the over like the 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 and it also, the out of and touch it also old white like, men. Yeah, that it also this. diminishes the the to me it diminishes the Oscars to that because the whole point of the Oscars is like it's not for necessarily the popular films. Like you wouldn't nominate. Ideally, it should be about everything, shouldn't it? Well, yeah, it's about films, period. But if it's like, if say something like Fifty Shades of Grey is the highest grossing box office of the year, okay. you wouldn't fucking nominate that as an Oscar. Like, realistically speaking, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that actually does. 
That means like but technically Transformers could be in yeah, the Oscars. And the because it's a popular film. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. so it's a popular the popular film category. Yeah, no. Popul- popularity in of itself shouldn't be a category. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like what are you Yeah, they're all popular. That's the only thing that, that makes them all similar. They're just popular. That yeah, popular film. Any genre or anything, as long as it's popular. Yeah, as long as it's they popular. All ju- so Infinity War will get judged. And against that's really and that's really just their way. And this is why I say this is their way. I feel like it's because nobody watches the Oscars anymore to boost ratings. It's like totally oh, we can get people to watch because you oh you liked Infinity War. Well, yeah. guess what? It's nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, that's stupid. Like yeah. just like it doesn't make sense. What you're rating them like? What what's the criteria for those movies to win if they're all different? It's popular. It's popular. <laughs> so it's like, what's the most popular? Like that? What? Is yeah. That, how do you determine who wins? Yeah, I don't get it. This is box office. Like, what got the most box office? If that's the case, then Infinity War is gonna win. If it's but if then it, on years where the Transformers movie come out, what if they win? Like that's not that's not okay. Transform. <laughs> I mean, like no. just because this shit makes a lot of money doesn't mean that it's good. Exactly. That's why I'm like, this is trash. It's a trash category and it's a trash reason for even having the category. It's yeah, like I said, it's under it's the uh, un I keep losing the word. Uh out of touch older white men throwing a bone to mainstream audiences. Yeah, then like Oscars. I said, it diminishes all the diminishes all the other awards, it diminishes the Oscars, period. And then it gives and you a cop also, out not put yeah, those again, movies yeah, in the other category. And then it also gives you a cop out for saying why like there's no reason Logan was not nominated for a fucking best picture. No reason. No reason. That movie was fucking great. Uh, aside from the fact that it was a comic book movie, but it's like, uh, comic book movie, it's not, yeah. they're not real movies. Because these people aren't, like, they're not the demographic for these movies anyway. They're old. They're very old, and they're stuffy, and hoity-toity about, like, oh, real cinema is, like, that, that kind of person. Like, so, first they're, of all, who are you to even judge these movies? Like, I, I don't know if I even trust their judgment on them, but, you know, at the same time... If you're gonna like have them in the Oscars, just do better about actually putting them in the categories they should be placed in, and possibly having them win or something. Agreed, and I mean, and it's even stupid, like uh, something like uh, like The Dark Knight. That was odd. That was definitely an Oscar-worthy movie to the point that oh, they, yeah. that they even nominated fucking and he won, and I think that's part of it because he, he died. died. That was it. They nominated Heath Ledger, but the movie wasn't good enough to get a Best Picture nomination. But the award-winning Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, that's based on, that I can cut. That was just based on costume. It wasn't the actual but that's movie. That's stupid. It, and the year that it came out, fucking Star Trek Beyond or whatever was out, it looked way better. Than yeah, that definitely Suicide looked Squad. way better. I was like, how do you judge these movies? Like, we don't know. It's just like some unseen panel of judges, other filmmakers or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, the fact that it got yeah, the fact that it never got nominated for Best Picture, but best actor like i don't get that and even going in further with that like i don't get how you can have a best director category and a director would get nominated but the picture won't get nominated like for example Mm. when uh ben affleck when when ben affleck did argo argo was nominated for best picture but he wasn't nominated for best director i'm like how does that work he didn't direct it good enough i don't know because it's not like you see what these directors are doing behind the scenes yeah but the movie a movie, movie's medium is a director's medium, so if the picture is getting nominated, the director should be getting nominated because the picture is nothing without the director. Nah, son, he, he didn't direct the shit out of it like they wanted him to. I don't know. Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes, yeah, we've probably been good even without your direction, so we're good. Thanks. That doesn't make sense, but whatever. That's my rage about the the stupid best 
a popular category. So is this, like, is this actually going to happen, or is this like... Oh, no, this is actually going to happen. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was like something they were, they were like sussing out how people felt about it. No, they said they're going to have a best, best uh, popular film category. Well, that's trash. I mean, if there's enough backlash, I mean, because as of right now, there are a lot of, there's a lot of industry backlash, like actors and directors and stuff like that. They're not fans of this. So I guess... Yeah, I'm barely invested. I'm not a fan. So I can't imagine what people that are actually invested in the Oscars, how they feel. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, I don't, I'm not a big watcher of the Oscars, but on the surface of it, I'm like, this is trash. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to get... We're gonna get the Black Panther. He's movie. all your popular movies, I guess. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's Black Panther. Again, I'm not saying Black Panther should be nominated for an Oscar, but it's like now it's a cop. Now, now they have a cop out excuse or whatever. Or if there is a movie that comes out that is a comic book movie that's there's actually no, like, that I feel like should be again like Logan. Now they they can no, just, like, now, now they can just push it into the popular film category. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking giant category. But there's no like um most impactful movie or. Most poignant or something? No, it's just it's best picture, like best screenplay, best actor, best actress, best costume design, visual effects, animated short, animated film, mm-hmm. documentary short, documentary film, best foreign film, foreign language film, hmm. foreign language documentary, uh, sound design, sound mixing, sound engineering. Because, uh, I mean, Black Panther's pretty historic. There's I mean, no, like, it'd be nice if there's, there's some no, kind of category There's no for best that. historic film, right? Yeah. What, what do you do? Because they don't talk about that. Most impactful of that. I was saying, that, that, that doesn't come out every, like, that doesn't come out every time, like, every year, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Most impactful to our society. <laughs> Black Panther, oh my God. Or the best, best black film of the year goes to... Oh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> here, all your films are over here. <laughs> you Basi- vote for those. Yeah, basically. Okay. Well, all right. On that note, then, that's been my version for the week. Um, next week, I won't be here, like I said, so we'll be releasing a BVS drunk commentary. Hope you guys enjoy that. I'm, is, dr- I'm drunk now. Even that is still going to be like a three-hour podcast because BVS is like three hours. Yeah, we could do an extended... <laughs> I don't know. I guess we should. The ultimate edition. And talk about how the ultimate changes didn't really do much to make me feel any differently about the movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they fill in some plot holes, but the damage is still there. Yeah, then we, we can spoon while doing it. No, no spooning. No, no, you might do the spooning. I'm not, there's <laughs> not going to be any spooning. But spoons are very good utensils. No. You, I'm, I'm a knife. You're universal. A knife, <laughs> a knife things. Shake, shake. You, you realize I can go dirty with that too, right? God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and on that note, uh, so we will see you guys officially and for a normal episode of Blood Vision in two weeks. But next week, we will have something for you guys. So with that being said. This Maybe m- if I don't die. Yeah, if Michael doesn't die. Because he looks very drunk right now being so sleepy. And I still have, yeah. I'm not going to get much sleep, and I have to work tonight. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You don't care. I'll, I'll spoon you. Don't worry about it. Shut the fuck up. You don't care. <laughs> I do care. No, you don't. I care this much. That's not a lot. Okay. I'm, I mean, you can't see as I'm making like a big gesture with my arms. Michael's like, that's not a lot. No, <laughs> you nothing. asshole. Just like Yama, I want more. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> you can't be pleased. <laughs> what do you want? I can be pleased. It just takes a certain... Don't worry, dirty. Don't worry for the week. That's been Jordan with. Bye, this is Michael. And we will see you next week. Kinda. We'll Well, see you in the future, but not really. A version of us will see you next week. Yeah, a version of us will see you next week. (laughs) Future past. All right, guys, peace out.
place is gone it back together and i'm never going down at the hands of the likes of you because i'm so much better and every part of me is saying go get her the two of us ain't gonna follow your rules come at me without any of your fancy tools let's go just be in you let's go just one on two go ahead and try hit me if you're able can't you see that my relationship is stable i can see you hit the way we intermingle but i think you're just mad because she's single you're not gonna stop when we made together we are gonna stay like this forever if you pray just a while we'll just come back you up and we'll always be twice the gem that you are I started from reading your comics, Michael. <laughs> you can hear him reading it right now, folks. <laughs> Listen to him read. It's a lot of reading. Man, you sure read loudly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's not your voice. All right, ready?